2: Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. You know, I remember when I first recorded that intro, uh, probably, you know, well not probably, over 11 years ago now, and thinking it was just so cool and I was just so proud of it. I want your ink in our ears. What was I thinking, guys? You know, Friends do not let friends record when they think they're cool. Okay, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be a phenomenal night tonight. I am very excited. I've been so waiting for this all week long, so very, very excited. Before we get started, though, I do have some announcements and things to make, and we're getting ready to start the month of March. No, April. March, April April, I'm a professional I had to use my fingers um, One of the things that I want to do Because, and we'll get into this a little bit more That's one of the reasons that I do our writing exercises And our writing prompts And all those things make you grow as a writer But the thing is, is If you're not reading more than you're writing You are doing it backwards You have to have input In order to have output You know, you have to have things that inspire you Things that make you think You know, if you're um, you know, a, a painter. You're not going to go shop in a music store. You know, you need to put you know painting ideas in your head. So you have to read in order to keep that part of your brain fed. Okay, and, and it's like your brain is like a computer. You know, you have to program your computer in order for your program to work. Okay, your computer to work. So input, output. So one of the things I want to do this month is talk a little bit about what we're reading. Okay, because we should always have something. Carry it with you. Keep it in the bathroom, hidden behind the towels. So, you know, when we go sit in there. I mean, you guys are doing, you're, you usually I know what you're doing. You're playing your, on your video games on your phones while you're pooping. I know. I'm, I'm clairvoyant this way. So instead, keep a poetry book in there. Okay? Because nothing... Says happy bowels like poetry I don't know Figure it out (laughs) Find five minutes in your day Where you can sit and have some fun reading Okay Even if you read just one poem a day So during the month of um, During the month of April I want to have us kind of share what we're reading or if we have a poet that we really like or what book we're on or what we think of our book. You know, we don't have to make it big, long discussions, but just share. Right now, I'm reading one called Humming the Blues. And this is, there's a couple of books that I have read and reread until the pages and covers are tattered. In fact, every time I go to a bookstore and I see like this book sitting there secondhand, there'll be three of them in there, three ninety five. I buy every single copy. One, so I never am without one, and two, so I can give it away. Okay, it's it's that good. Um, So it's this book. The book's called Humming the Blues. The other book that I do that with is um, A Night Without Armor by Jewel. Yes, awesome, amazing. And another one is Sarah Teasdale. Those are like the three books in my thesaurus that I take with me when I go anywhere. You know, and it's like I, I know I may want these while I'm out, so I have to take them. You know, anyway. So the one that I'm reading this week, or reading right now, is called in the Blues. It's, called, it's by Cass Dalgish, and it's very, very amazing. Um, one of the oldest pieces of writing in the world that's signed by the author was written by a woman. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. And this woman, she studies ancient languages, and this book is written... Not from an exact interpretation, because it is a lost language. No one knows how to speak it. No one knows what it is anymore. Um, but it's her interpretation of what it, this woman could be saying from what they can understand from what's there, that they do understand, or whatever. Anyway, this is a phenomenal book. I absolutely, You guys should order this. Go to Libris If you're going to buy books, always check out Libris.com. It is a network that is tied to, like, zillions of bookstores. And you can f- go to the store... You know, even go on Amazon where you think you're getting the best deal and it's like, oh my gosh, I just found this book for $12 and normally it's 22 And you go on a Libris and you get it for $3. Okay. I do all my book buying on there. So a Libris, A-L-I-B-R-I-S, Libris.com. Okay. Go check out Humming the Blues. If any of you get that and read that or find it and read it, I would love to hear what you think about it. It's the most beautiful, expressive feminine language I have ever heard in my life and the story that she tells through these series of prose poems is absolutely amazing and if we have time later maybe I'll read you uh, a little piece of one that I think is really cool Okay. the next thing that I want to talk about is, uh, first of all let me do this real quick, the number to call in 646-595-3965 that's 646-595-3965 alrighty So if you're going to call in and read, you can get into the queue. Before we get started, um, if you're not checking out our worldwide poetry project yet, you need to do so. I would love it if you do so. You will have fun if you do so. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. All righty. And it's a real fun, anonymous way to share poetry with the world. You know, if you can do rock, paper, scissors, and glue you're good to go so a lot of fun please go check that out rock that poem forward slash groups forward slash or no facebook yeah, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem all right the next thing is workshops we've got luna doing one we've got larry Shepard that's going to be doing one we have emily that's going to be doing one i'm going to be doing some we're probably going to have one i'm speaking you know how the the power of the spoken word right we all know how important that is um, I applied for a writer's residency program here. That's going to be either in April or the first couple weeks of May. And if I do that, it means that I'm going to be gone for a Thursday. So we have, we will be having a, because I know, cross my fingers, cross my toes, cross my eyes, that I get accepted for this writer's residency program. If that happens, then we'll be playing a workshop on the Thursday that I'm gone. So that'll be real fun. So there w- may, there will, no, there will be one coming up very soon. <laughs> All right, so the workshops, um would love to have you do one. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to host one of these workshops with us. Uh, basically, the whole concept is, is that no matter what kind of a writer, what type of writer, or where we're at, brand-new writers or old-season pros, um, we all have something to teach each other, and we all have something to learn. All righty. So and even if you have no idea what to do a workshop on but you really want to do one, Google it, Writing Workshop. They're all over the Internet. Pick one that you like and read it and, you know, put your, you know, write it out how you want to do it, and and we'll do one of those, okay? Um, It can be anything you want. We can talk about, you know, we can actually do where we construct a poem together step by step through a process like doing an actual workshop. We can do, talk about uh, your favorite era of poetry, your favorite style, your favorite poem, your favorite author, um, you know, take a form and you know teach how to do that form and the history of where it came from, and why the mechanics of it are so beautiful. Whatever, I don't care. Let's just have some fun together. These workshops can be anywhere between a half an hour to two, or yeah, thirty minutes to a uh, to three hours, depending on how much time you need. We can pre-record them if you want to do editing on them, or we can do them live if you want to have participation from an audience. Uh, remember, well, we can do them both ways too, the one that Emily and I are planning on doing or I'm going to be helping Emily do. uh, The first half is going to be recorded and then when the recording is done, we're going to go live and open up the lines for everybody. So we can set it up however you need already and that will be awesome. Um, If you want to send me, it's probably the easiest on Facebook. Uh, If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under NYLA, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, Alicia, A L I S I A. Shoot me a message and let me know what your your ideas and we'll get that scheduled out. All righty? Now, the next thing we're going to do is the writing exercise. And I was talking about, you know, it's it's a brand new uh month coming up. We're starting in April. You know, by the way, this is the uh, you know, the Happy Easter weekend show because uh, Easter is on Sunday, you know, so it's either Happy Easter Weekend Show or Happy First Zombie Day. I don't know what you celebrate, and uh, I celebrate everything, so I'm making zombie-looking eggs. Okay, um, so that's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be a good day. We are going to do our writing exercise now. That's something that I've been giving uh, out since the beginning of the year, and I bring that up in the new month because I want to, I think I want to do uh, us to concentrate on something different each month. And so the writing exercises that I give you this month are going to be a little bit different than what I've been giving you in the past. All right? These aren't, the ones that I do this month are not going to be for constructing poems, they're just to make you write. Okay? And so what we're going to do this week is an exercise on mastering the point of view. All right. And I was reasoned that that this brought this up. Let me highlight that so I know where I am. I don't forget and go off on too much of a tangent and get lost. But I was talking with two different people this week who were – I was talking to them about getting their work published. And one of the girls that I was talking to, I asked her if the stuff that she was sending in to get published – if she had it posted online to be read, and she said some of it was, and I don't know you know I don't I didn't ask her you know what's been accepted or if anything's been accepted or whatever, but it kind of made me think because that's one of the things that I will be talking about in my publication workshop that I'm going to be doing um, if you're going to be submitting stuff for publication and that is a lot of times especially because you know we are such an online social community now, that if you post your poem online and it's available for people to read, a lot of these journals now, whether they're print journals or online journals, consider that being published. It's out there for public consumption. All right? And that's why a lot of you, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I don't haven't been posting my work. And that's the reason is because I'm working on my book and I don't know what's going to go in there yet. So until I get that book done, I'm not posting my stuff online because if I do, that in many cases is considered publishing. So you may send something in to somebody to have it submitted for publication. They have a whole point or a whole group of people who doesn't do nothing but search online. So they'll sit there and they'll say, okay, we like these 500 poems, but we need to cut it down to 300. All right, and they go through their elimination process. One of the things that they will do before they make their final selection is they look for your work online. And if they've got a brand new piece that nobody's ever seen anywhere and they've got a piece that's been out there and everybody's read, they consider that published. So you could be shooting yourself in the foot, sending something out for publication, having it not be accepted, and you're sitting there calling them all kinds of bad, horrible names because we're writers and we can think of wonderful, amazing things to call people because they didn't publish our damn poem when in reality they were going to, but they chose the one that isn't published anywhere and people haven't read yet because that's going to help them sell books. Okay, and that's what they're in the business to do. So kind of think about that. And one of the things that I do, because, you know, you still do want to share work, one of the things that I do is I a lot of stuff I won't even put up unless it's already been published. Or if you look on my page, first of all, my page is private um, to anyone that's not on my friends list are certain places on my my page is private to friends only, and one of them is my poetry album, and I will actually take a JPEG file and turn it into a picture. so I'll take a uh, you know a, one of my pieces and copy paste the text onto picture format, save it. So when I post it, if somebody's searching for a line in my poem, they're not going to find it because it's a picture poem not a text poem. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things you can do to protect your work. You know, the other thing that you can do is put something on there like, you know, this is for, but, you know, if you do it on every single piece and they see that, it just doesn't, you're, you're better off just not to do it. Either have it private to where, you know, only the people can see it that you want to see it. And this is only if it's important for you to get your work published. If it's not, then just have fun and do what you're doing because that's cool. Anyway, so, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there. So, Anyway, where was I? Why was I talking about that? I totally forgot why I was talking about that. Anyway, so publication and point of view and working. Oh, that's where I was. Okay, that's why I highlighted that. So, one of the other things that when I was talking to somebody one time and I was a publisher and I was asking him what's the common mistakes people will make when they send their work out to get submitted, and she was talking about, you know, it can be something as simple as point of view. And so I was thinking about it this week because, of course, talking to these girls about getting their work published, and I thought, okay, so let's just concentrate on writing skills. You know, we we worry so much about writing poetry that sometimes we forget about what goes into it. And I've actually had someone tell me that they have, and this lady told me that she's actually passed over publishing poems because of this problem, point of view. All right. Um, So what we're going to do this month is just work on writing skills. This isn't meant to make you write a poem. It's to make you write short stories. You know, so don't sit there and try, oh my god, I got to write a poem. No, you know, I just want you to write. Just get your little notebook out and this is just going to be writing. So this one's real simple and it's designed to help you master the point of view. Okay? A lot of times what'll happen is You'll be writing a story or writing a poem, and you'll be talking about, you know, and she, and she did this, and she did this. And by the time you're at the end, you wrote, and I've never felt more alive. Somehow in the process, the point of view changes. And that's very confusing for the reader. And, you know, I've had her, she told me that she's had to pass over things You know, because someone wasn't paying attention to the point of view and it switches in the middle. Something as simple as that, an I or a we or a he or a she can kill the poem when the poem was amazing and they loved it. So we have to pay attention to those things. So this week we're doing Mastering the Point of View. I want you to imagine the character in your poem. Or your writing, your story, short story, whatever you want to call it, um, a character is, vid- is visiting another place, like a city or a country. You know, say that she's um, visiting Paris, okay? And she sees something there, or something happens there that makes her want to stay. And ultimately, ultimately, your character makes the decision to stay. I want you to describe in no less than 500 words. Okay, using the third-person point of view, he, she, what that event was, what happened while she was in that place visiting, you know, what did she see, what happened, who did she meet that made her decide to stay, all right? But using the third-person point of view, he, she, all right? Then I want you to rewrite it using the first person saying, I, All right, by having to concentrate on that, you will see when you go back and read both of those side by side how it drastically alters the way the whole sentence reads or the word choices in each sentence and how that can actually really mess up a poem if it's not done correctly. Okay, the other thing... um, the other thing that you want to think about with this, which is really kind of cool, is, I mean, if you think about it, and I know everybody has a problem with editing. I don't like to edit. This is raw off the mind, man. I just spewed it out on the wall, and there it was, and it was gorgeous, beautiful and amazing. And Okay, all right, fine. But I don't care. Editing, even a painter stands back from the canvas and looks at it and studies it before deciding to add the finishing touches and signing their name. Editing is important, and especially something like this, you know, making sure that your your um, point of view throughout the entire piece is consistent, that your word usage is consistent, all right? Um, writing in the third-person perspective. Okay, one of the other things that, that's really beneficial about this is when you're writing in – when you're writing in a third-person perspective, especially like an, emo- an emotional situation, all right, in first-person, it helps you find your character's voice, okay? It helps you, writing in first-person perspective, it helps you find your character's voice. It helps you determine the personality. It helps you create depth. You know, it's a much more emotional way of writing, you know, and you're telling the reader about your character, what they think, how they feel, what they're doing, you know, instead of telling them as an observer. All right. When you rewrite it in a third person, if that's the way you prefer, you know, like maybe you much prefer writing in third person. By writing it in first person first and then rewriting it in third person, what you're doing is enabling yourself to bring that first person emotion and passion into the observation of the third person. Does that make sense? If not, come back and listen to the beginning of the archive on this for, you know, 10, 15 times. It will sink in because I probably didn't say it right. But you know what I'm trying to say, I hope. So, yeah, uh, your assignment, your exercise for this week is uh, your your character is visiting another place, city, country, see something something happens meet someone that makes them want to stay describe in no less than 500 words using a third uh, person point of view he she and then rewriting it using first person i all right so that is your that is your exercise for the week now for your writing prompt which is different from an exercise exercises are supposed to make you messy and get sweaty and leave you breathless poem is a prompt is actually to produce a poem for you have you produce a poem and my oh i had it written down where did it go i hate it when i do that i did that because i was moving from one page to the next I don't care. I know where it is. I know what it was. So I want you to, because of the, this came up because of the exercise I gave you, the title. So I want you to write a poem where the title, a line in it, or the concept of it is, he said, she said, but would you believe? All right. That is your prompt for this week to produce a poem with. He said, she said, but would you believe? So that can be the title, it can be a line in it, or just the general concept of the piece that you write. So there is your writing prompt. All right. So before we get started, I want to let you know I always uh start and end each show with an audio track. So if you're a recording artist and you would like to have us play your piece on the air, you can me email, email those to me at the speakeasy the word that in there, the cafe at gmail dot com. The speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, all right? And we can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them. The piece that I'm going to start the show with tonight is uh, called Boy in a Band. Awesome, awesome piece here. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's called Don't Stay in School. Here you go, and we'll be right back.
3: I wasn't taught how to get a job But I can remember dissecting a frog I wasn't taught how to pay tax But I know loads about Shakespeare's classics I was never taught how to vote They devoted that time to defining isotopes I wasn't taught how to look after my health But mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell Never spent a lesson on current events Instead, I studied the old American West. I was never taught what laws there are. I was never taught what laws there are. Let me repeat. I was not taught the laws for the country I live in. But I know how Henry VIII killed his women. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Glad that's in my head instead of financial advice. I was shown the wavelengths of different hues of life. But I was never taught my human rights. Apparently, there's 30. Do you know them? I don't. Why the hell can't we both recite them? By rote, I know. Igneous, metamorphic, and sedimentary. Box, yet I don't know squat about trading stocks or how money works at all Where does it come from? How does the thing that motivates the world function? Not taught to budget and disperse my earnings I was too busy there rehearsing cursive Didn't learn how much it costs to raise a kid or what an affidavit is But I spend days on what the quadratic equation is Negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared minus 4ac over 2a That's insane, that's absolutely insane They made me learn that over basic first aid Or how to recognize the most deadly mental disorders or diseases with preventable causes or how to buy a house with a mortgage if I could afford it because abstract maths was deemed more important than advice that would literally save thousands of lives but it's cool, cause now I could tell you if the number of unnecessary deaths caused by that choice was prime Never thought present day practical medicines But I no was told what the ancient Hippocratic method is I've got a headache, the pain is ceaseless What should I take? Um, maybe try some leeches. Could we discuss domestic abuse and get the facts? Or how to help my depressed friend with a mental state? Um, no, but learn mental maths Because you won't have a calculator with you every day They say it's not the kids, the parents are the problem Then if you taught the kids to parents, and that's the problem solved then All this advice about using a condom But not for when you actually have a kid When you want one I'm only fluent in this language For serious, the rest of the world speaks too think I'm an idiot? He chose to solo over the political system So like a typical citizen Now I don't know what I'm voting on Which policies exist or how to make them change May we use je parle un peu de français So at 18 I was expected to elect a representative For a system I had never, ever, ever been presented with But I won't take it I'll tell everyone my choice Childhood was wasted. I stare it everywhere. How I was educated, and insist these pointless things don't stay in school.
2: absolutely love the message in that piece you know i okay mom i i'm reading your email while i'm trying to talk that just totally did not work <laughs> all right um so guys we're ready to get started with our callers once again welcome to the speakeasy cafe open mic poetry show the sound of ink the number to call in is six four six five nine five three nine six five six four six 646 Five
3: nine five three nine
2: six five. Alrighty. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as five four, zero is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. Actually, uh, the first three callers five four zero seven three four and eight six three. Those are our first callers tonight, alrighty? And uh when I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself to everybody. Let them know who you are. It's important to have your name attached to your work and for people to know who is reading. Alrighty, righty. So give them your telephone error. When I do the telephone area code, give me your name. <laughs> I'm back now. Um, it's really important that they know. All right. So the next thing, you can read one to two. Let me check the phone line and see how full we are here. Okay, so you can do two pieces right now as long as they aren't very long, okay um, we're gonna go ahead and let you start out doing two pieces If the phone lines get any busier, then we're gonna go ahead and drop it down to one poem uh instead of two, and that's just because it ends up people end up having to wait you know a whole three hours to get on. That's not good, so you yeah, know, right now we're gonna start out doing two, just don't make them real long, okay uh. When you are done reading, make sure that you give everybody your URL. That way they can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. All righty. And then please remember that we are a mature rated show. So you are bound to hear just about anything with the exception of Hardcore Erotica. No bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. All righty. So let's go ahead and bring on our first caller tonight, and that is area code 540. 540, are you with me?
4: That would be Philip Church down here in the uh, beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia.
2: Hello, my darling Philip Church from the Blue Mountains of Virginia. <laughs> are they blue or purple? Did I, I get that wrong? One.
4: No, the blue the Blue Ridge Mountains.
2: Yeah. Okay. The the Blue Ridge the mount the Blue Mountains with the ridges and where he is. We gotcha. Well,
4: they're, <laughs> and they're smoky. They, they 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 look smoky too. You know, we got Smoky Mountains down here
2: too. And they have Woody Boogers in them, or something like that. Oh,
4: woody Boogers? Yes, yeah, yeah, we yeah we got a bunch of wood Boogers running around down here. Don't <laughs> get me started. <laughs> I'll, I'll be out chasing <laughs> wood boogers
2: tonight <laughs> <laughs> I want to go chasing wood boogers How can you not love saying that? That's like the happiest thing in the world I'll never forget that I even had to look it up and everything But wood boogers I want to go out shoot That's like better than doing snipe hunting I don't want to go snipe hunting I want to go hunt wood boogers <laughs> Wood
4: boogers uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's Snipe Snipe hunt is for uh, lightweight to, You know, I walked uh, Oh, good Lord I walked five miles trying to find a smoke grinder when I, when I was a boy scout. It's
2: <laughs> <laughs> funny. I, I won't. I won't I even might. tell you about the time the boys said, "Let's go to the to the river and watch the submarine races." Yeah, I never found those either. <laughs> like,
5: really? They they race submarines? I want to go see. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, I'm we so used so to do thing down here kidding. called uh, Sparking and and Dyson, uh, and it's where you could, uh, if you crunch down real hard, real quick on savers it would you could actually make sparks fly in your mouth.
2: Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you.
4: <laughs> that that was that yeah, that was. Good. I think you're sparking sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, so really? Someone go give me some lifesavers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. no maybe I ain't got nothing on up down here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, do me a favor, what are you reading right now?
4: What am I reading? Uh, yeah, actually, reading? I've been writing. Uh, I'm doing research for the writing that I'm doing, so I've been reading a lot of Carl Sagan, and, um uh, oh, uh, you ever heard of Schrodinger's Cat?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, things like that. Quantum physics stuff. I've been reading a lot of that kind of stuff, because I, 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 I really get into that stuff.
2: Mind-warping stuff (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds too many numbers for me So you guys, be prepared Because I'm going to be asking you guys this question As long as I remember What are you reading? So have the answer ready You did very well on that Uh, So tell me, dear What did you bring tonight to share with us?
4: Well, you know Tomorrow's Good Friday And Mm -hmm. uh, I did a, a poem some years ago uh, uh, in uh, memoriam to Good Friday and it's called Fridays Here there has never been a greater sense of loss as when they took him down from off the cross now He had played his part and given the most And it broke the heart When he gave up the ghost Though able to do it His own life He did not save He fought his way through it Now He lies in a grave They laid him in a tomb That wasn't his own And then all Hope was lost As they sealed up The stone Our lives can get tough, and we all know it. We lack the stuff I can't help but to show it. On life's stormy seas, we can be tempest-tossed. We go weak in the knees, afraid we might be lost. Now, in our days, we all get bad news, and in our ways, we might have the blues. When our life's troubles just push to the brink, We should take the time to just stop and think. Times might get hard and things look bad. What's happened to all the hope we had? The sky's gone dark. It all looks dreary. Life becomes cruel when feeling so weary. A loss so dear as the world keeps humming. Yes, Friday is here. But Sunday's coming. That's it.
2: You know, you have such a wonderful and unique way of storytelling in your poetry, of painting that picture and oh. taking the person who's listening exactly where you want them to go. The entire time you were exactly. reading that, I was picturing what I, – I had my eyes closed, and I was listening to you read, and I was picturing and wondering to myself how you would put that to video. If you were to record that and make it a narrative, and – then put images, you know, like a, a slideshow, a bullet point slideshow like slide format, yeah. and did that, <laughs> what it would look like, because it was that awesome.
0: I,
4: I you know, I'm, of course I had to, uh, <coughs> that um, copyright law 107 that they talk about, you know, for artistic purposes, but yeah, I did a video of this uh, particular Pretty much all of my poetry's got videos to them somewhere. And uh uh I I use clips from some of these different movies, you know, the Easter movies that we all see. Uh, you know, when uh Jesus is laid in the tomb and that sort of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> that
2: that would be awesome, yeah. You should do that with everything you write because you're not busy enough. You don't have oh, enough to do with all your quantum physics. I do <laughs> <laughs> Hey, were you going to read to Oh, no, it? I
4: love, man. I'm loving life. Uh, I'm full bore hillbilly. <laughs> I have legend, uh, out Outlaw poet. Just loving what I do. and it, it, It's tonight a two- a two deal poem. Mhm. Oh can I read another one?
2: Yes, dear.
4: Okay. Well we'll keep it on the same lines. Uh this is uh this is called Golgotha Purchase. And it's uh it's an inspirational poem that's done in four quatrains and a couple of go. I can't change the past, but this I know: you say to leave it behind, to just let it go. I'm reaching out my hands to heaven above, and praise you, my God, for your forgiving love. Lord, my life's in your hands. I hear your calling. When I stumble, you understand and keep me from falling. You took the charges against me when my life was a loss. And with your mighty hand, you nailed all my sins to that cross. From under the wings of your grace, I can never be taken. Though I may make mistakes, your love can never be shaken. Now, we all fall short in life as we live it. If we confess it to you, you're just to forgive it. Lord, I just wanted to press ahead toward your higher call, like one raised from the dead. You're my all and all. Help me to remember all that you've done for me, so when others do me wrong, I show them mercy. Let me never forget all of the lessons you taught me and the terrible price you paid when at Golgotha you bought me.
6: It?
2: That was awesome.
4: Yeah,
6: I'm glad
2: you. You, I, I'm glad you read another one, my dear.
4: Ah, thank you.
2: <laughs> You're very welcome. You, so do uh, me a favor. Well, well, Go ahead, don't know, I'm
4: on oxygen as we're talking right now. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I have uh, oxygen uh, tube. Uh, 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 keeping, me, uh, keeping me going. <laughs> here at Michigan, Again, I bet you can't control. hear it on
2: here. I can't hear it, so.
4: Good. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll worry I about that good. sometime.
2: Nope, can't hear it at all, my darling.
4: Alrighty, Well, I'm going to scoot on down and give some other folks a chance to uh, read their poetry. All right, Uh, sweetheart I'm glad to be back
2: Well, we are glad to have you back And you did a great job tonight So thank you, sweetheart, so much
4: All right, thank you, (laughs) Nyla.
2: You're welcome, love Bye-bye All righty Our next caller comes from area code 734 734, you're on the air Hello, Nyla. This is Dennis I'm uh, glad to be here tonight Hey Dennis, how are you, sweetheart?
7: Well, I'm I'm doing real well, and I hope you're feeling better this week.
2: I am feeling better, much better than I was last week. Yes, thank
7: wonderful, you. Wonderful. Yes, and uh, it's been a good week, and uh, I, I I appreciate the poetry of Philip Church and uh, what he brings to the mic. It's uh, very meaningful and uh, very timely at this. At this uh, time of the year And uh, mm-hmm. it, just let him know it's appreciated
2: That will mean a lot to him, I know And thank you Beautifully said So I'm excited you're here I cannot wait to see what you brought us
7: Alright, well I'll I share with you first uh, The book I've, I've been reading <laughs> right uh, currently is, uh, the title is Filtered Light, and it's, it's a poetry book written by a friend who passed away just a couple of years ago. His name is Pietro de, de Giorgio, and it's so packed full of so many wonderful poems. And he, I get into it, and I have to read them and then reread them and let it sink in. He writes on, on a lot of levels. And uh, you just don't get it on the first read. And but well, he's he uh, is very. He was a very uh, good poet, a, a very good wordsmith, and I do appreciate his poetry. And I, I hope someday I'll be able to write something like him. I know I'll never master his level, but you know at least it's something to shoot
2: for. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you have anything that you could read this week But next week, if you want to come on and read one of yours And then maybe read one of his as well That would be kind of cool to share
7: Oh yes, that would be,
2: sure would I'd love to hear one All right, well,
7: tonight I've brought uh, a poem here That uh, I think anybody can relate to That has shared their uh, poetry publicly And uh, the title of my poem is Open Mic. And it starts like this. Open mic night at the club. I have a new poem to share with this crowd. A rough-looking bunch that was not interested in listening to those before me. Waiting my turn. The butterflies take wing. Two more ahead of me. I notice the exit sign is looking more inviting. I I begin my deep breathing. (sighs) The Zen thing is not working. But then I, I see her. She was sitting there, near the front alone, drinking in every word. Finally, a captive audience of one. One more poet to go. His gangster rap style did not sit well with this crowd. They were getting agitated, but she still paid polite attention, though looked a bit bored. I knew I could reach her with my poem, make a connection with my well-delivered words, find common ground in the space between us. I had practiced my poem all day, had the right inflection and tone and a meaningful message. I was next. I was ready. The metaphors were subtle yet powerful, The timbre of my bass voice was rich and melodious. I saw a sparkle in her eye. It could have been a reflection of the stage lights or my imagination or the acknowledging look of understanding. I was vindicated. My words found good soil to grow I would have been crushed with anything less. One becomes very vulnerable on stage, sharing your heartfelt words, the children of your intellect, in a room full of strangers. I fear not the sound of my own voice, even when the microphone squeals with feedback. But a disapproving glance from her, would have been my undoing. I slipped out the back door of the club with a smile on my face and headed home, relieved. End of poem. <laughs>
2: yeah, I I love that. You know, the there's there's nothing worse than sitting, being in an open mic and knowing that you're going to be up on stage soon, and you can hardly hear the person on stage because the room chatter, you know, it's one that they do a lot. Of, a lot of times I've seen them try to do open mics in bars, and that just doesn't work because drunk people like to talk, you yes, know. Yes, they do,
7: and it's very and, rude, but they don't, they don't <laughs> but
2: get it. But it's, it's a wrong venue, you know, unless it's set up in a nightclub setting and it's the show on stage, and, you know, but it's it's very seldom, you know, I, I'll, I remember... Being in an event like that one night, and everybody was just talking, and you could hardly hear the poet, so I got up there, and it was my turn and I was real quiet for a couple of seconds, and then I just tapped on the mic and it made that thump thump thump, and then I was quiet and I did it again, and pretty soon people turned around, like, "What the hell is she doing?" And I started out my poem, and i the it's it's always it could, the first line of the poem is "I want to lick your brain." And I had their attention.
5: <laughs> I, don't, I don't let them get away with bad
2: behavior. I was like, what in the hell is she talking Okay, we're going to listen to this. You just, you yeah, just have to reach out there about? in the audience and grab them by the ear and shake them.
8: <laughs> yeah. Good, Yes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I, I've seen places like that, and there's nothing scary. I mean, I think that, as writers, I think that's what's really important, and I think that's a really good message in your poem is, you know, we just want to connect. You know, we want to get an a, provoke an emotional reaction from somebody. We want to know that somebody got it, that somebody understands, that somebody, you know, for a moment we lifted their feet off the ground and carried them with us, you know. There's nothing more amazing than doing that and that feeling.
7: Yes, indeed.
2: All right. Well,
7: the next poem is a little bit of a change. This This one is the... The title is The Declivity in Life. The dreams and aspirations of youthful idealism become unraveled, crushed by merciless reality. They come crashing down as a forsaken bird, no longer buoyed up by the updrafts of optimism and hope. Expectations. Fade as forgotten dreams, and the resulting damage precludes future flight, accepting the status quo and the weighty encumbrance of orthodoxy. Despite those who whisper, You can
1: fly again,
7: your heart no longer believes earthbound, as a caterpillar with no chrysalis future, you chant the mantra of the living dead into foam. (laughs)
2: That was awesome. Great job on that, sweetheart.
7: Oh, thank you. You're always so kind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You make it very easy, Dennis. Great job on both of them. Do me a favor, sweetheart, tell everyone how they can find you tonight. Well, how they can find you, like, any night. But not in a weird, stalkerish way. Just find your poetry. Yes. I get it.
4: Okay.
7: (laughs) That's my cue. All right, here I am. (laughs) Uh, my, My name is Dennis White. I write under the name of Haiku Bless You at All Poetry. And I'm also on World Poetry Open Mic on Friday nights. And I'm on this wonderful show, the Speakeasy Cafe. And I want to thank Nyla for being here to see. It's such a blessing to all of us.
2: Well, so, I appreciate you so much. Thank you, honey.
7: Well, thank you. And I'm going
2: to step aside and let the let the next poet step up.
7: And I'm going to say God bless.
2: Thank you, Dennis. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Alright, our next caller comes from 863-863, you're on the air
0: Um, hello, Nyla Hey, Noreen,
2: how um, are you?
0: I'm doing good
2: How's Gary okay. feeling?
0: Okay. Um, he's doing good, you, you want to say something? Okay, say hello <laughs>
2: Hi, Gary, how, how are, are you good? feeling? I'm
0: sore <laughs> Sore?
2: Mm-hmm. Has it been a rough day? Mm-hmm.
0: she's mm-hmm. talking to you? Mm-hmm. Is he tired
2: tonight? Mm-hmm. He
0: tired tonight? Mm-hmm. I think so, 'cause we 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 went we had a, um we went three different places today. We walked. Well, he, I put him in a wheelchair. We went to the Family Dollar store and Subway. And to this um, SunTrust AT, a, um, a, a, ATM machine. Ah, so I'm helpful. so glad he's doing
2: better. I was pretty scared there for a little
0: bit. Yes. Yes. Mhm. I was too, and I'm glad he's better. But he said he was sore. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's pretty tired. Mm-hmm. I can tell. I can hear it in his voice. Yes.
2: Mhm. <laughs> I'm kind of tired, too. I think it's like poetic nap time or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yes. <Yeah. laughs> so what do you have tonight, Noreen? Okay. Did you give me read first? Thing? Okay. Um, I have um the crown of sonnets, uh, sonnet 14. Okay. 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 It's almost 2 in the morning. Can't sleep. I just want you close to me to touch you. To love you, to kiss you, instead I weep, for you are not here. Oh, I miss the two of us together. I will not give up, for I believe in us. You'll always be my teddy bear darling. Like drinking cups of coffee each morning, be full of glee when we're together again in our home. No more emptiness, but filled with laughter. We woke up together, feeling post drum after exciting night. We'll look after each other from now on. Now I realize it's a dream, but our love is real, our prize. It's a dream, but our love is real, our prize. Just believe. Believe in us. It'll come true. What we're going through will pass and will rise above it all, and our love will shine through. Hold on. It will make us that much stronger. You and I, our love cannot be broken. It is so hard to wait any longer. Patience is a virtue. We have spoken to the world, never give up. Hold on now, for you will get better, and I assure you with confidence. Yes, we have a vow, our love so true. we made it, that's for sure. we stuck together like glue. We'll start out and tell the world what love is all about, and tell the world what love is all about. And we'll show the world what we are made of. We have stood together all throughout the tough and the good times, we have conveyed this message to all who listens. Love will conquer all, the most powerful of all. Love will fall out an icy heart and steal the heart and soul. Love will make you stand tall and be proud. Love displays no restriction. Love is caring and sharing. Love adore a warm heart. Listen to our prediction. Love is here to stay forever and more. Love like a star will guide you the right way. If it's true love, you will not go astray. If it's true love, you will not go astray. You'll never be tempted, no matter what. Love is loyalty, honesty, and ray of sunshine. Love is a two-way street, not one way. To me, love is awakening to a new kind of level in your life. Where you are valuing and savoring each moment you share as husband and wife. Love accepts who you are as a mortal and as a couple, not expecting you to change. Love is awesome and the turtle to your heart and soul. So let us renew our love for one another and let's toast. We're meant to be. Now let me shake that roast. We're meant to be. Now let me shake that roast. Fulfilling your man is a bridge between the stomach to heart. I'll do my utmost to make you proud and I won't make a scene. Instead I'll reach over and quietly kiss your welcome hot lips with my desired lips, for I want to feed our desires too. This is the way to a man's heart and our tips to secrets of pure love in paradise. We will share to all the world. So listen, let me lure you, seduce you, and entice you into our bed as your eyes glisten. Never lose hope. We'll we will have our domain. For this day, we'll be together again. For this day, we'll be together again. Let us be patient. Just keep hanging in there. Remember this. Our love will always reign number one in our lives. We'll shed a tear, a loss of tears. And that's okay, for we miss each other very much. Never give up. We can handle all the catastrophe that comes our way. And we, my love, have lived through it all. We made it, and stretching love, without true love, there would be no us. God has given you and I a blessing, of pure love, happiness, making no fuss. We'll never go wrong. God is here to stay. Tomorrow will be better. We made headway. Tomorrow will be better. We made headway. Now it's almost time for you to come home to me. Let's celebrate what a joyous day that will be. Oh, music, please, that will do. Oh, look, heaven opened its door, bringing our angels to us. Share with you and I. Listen, listen, the angels are singing. He's coming home, he's coming home. Oh, my, the moment we've been waiting for so long. A dream, our dream turning into reality. Get your guitar, come, and sing me a song. Song of you and I, and you will be free. The night is almost gone. Now let's count sheep. it's almost two in the morning, can't sleep. The end.
2: You had a line in there, forgive me if I say it wrong, Noreen, but it says, tell the world what love is all about. And you and Gary, since the very first time we met you and you became part of our family, the two of you, by the way you live, by the way you love, by the way you respect, and the friendship you two have, and the love that you have, you know are just such an example of that and you guys together as a couple have done that you know told the uh, world what you. love is all about you know there's nothing greedy or selfish or demanding about the way you guys love each other you know you you are Gary's beautiful bride as much today as you were the day he married you you know and he is your teddy bear <laughs> and it's yeah, just a beautiful thing it is absolutely a beautiful thing to have you And our family with us To have you and Gary Both together You know
7: mm-hmm.
2: Just being people That we love And appreciate And admire And are thankful for I just want you guys To know that And I'm really glad mm-hmm. That Gary you. is feeling better Thank you Okay Okay mm-hmm. Want you see If he wants to read If he's too tired tonight And sore though Don't Don't make him You know You can read one of his If you want So you know, but if okay. he wants to read, I would love to hear him read.
0: Um, did you want to read? You don't want to read? Did you want me to read one of your poems? Hmm? Can me read it for you? Okay. He said he me to read one of his poems. Yeah, I thought he would say okay. that. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh. Can I um, can I read this one? Honey? Now and forever our our t- love. Okay, um, I'm going to read his called Now and forever our love. Okay, I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions, and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love, and she has mine. The end. Mm
2: -hmm. Boy, I wonder who he wrote that one about. (laughs) Me. (laughs) 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 Gary, that was a beautiful poem About your beautiful bride And we love and miss you very much And I am so glad that you are here with us tonight I love you, Gary I love you, Gary
0: (laughs) You you heard? Okay You heard? Okay He he, he heard you He's going to Okay Mm Okay
3: And I do,
2: Noreen. You guys are very, very special and very dear to me. And it really means a lot to me that you go down there every week and call so that he can be here with us. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, um, know, Gary suffered a stroke a little while back, and he's going through rehab right now, and, you know, he's doing much better. And Noreen's unwavering support and love for him, you know, has just been amazing. And we know Gary's going to be getting better. And we're very happy about that. And Gary, I just appreciate you so much. Love you. Love Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Okay. You heard? Yes, yeah, he said, he shook his head yes, he heard you. Oh,
2: okay. okay. All right, Noreen, do me a favor and tell me how to find you guys, okay?
0: Okay. And you can find us on, um, We. you can find our books, The Aura of Truth and Two Hearts in One. You can find it on um, Amazon.com. And you can find Gary, Gary on, and I on our, on our website, official one, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com, front slash poetry. And you can find um, Gary on, um, on Facebook dot com, front slash Gary Snyder. And you can find him on Wikinut. And you can find him on poetrypoem.com. dot com. You can find him on Reverb Nation. And I'm adding these songs I'm finding that he did in the art arch- back on reverse. I find him in the archives, so I'm putting them up there for him. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yes. And then okay, that's sure is because I enjoy it. Oh, I bet you do, <laughs> sweetheart. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you can find me on um a. Uh, Facebook.com front slash Noreen Ann Snyder and you can find me um, on um, ReverbNation.com and you can find um, me on um, PortraitPoem.com and Wikinut.com and we're also Google and Google <laughs> Yes ma'am you are <laughs> Alright thank you oh, so much oh, Go ahead Oh, and I want to thank One Sapien and I'm um, here for the beer for um, sponsoring the show. So we poets have the venue. And so we um have us poets have venue to read our poetry. And I want to thank you, Nyla and um, Christopher Ryan no, and Michael Quigg for um, hosting the show. So we, we poets have the venue and we can read our poetry. And thank you for having Gary and I. And we enjoy being part of the family. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> love you You're all. You're
2: welcome. And just so you know, Star Sevron helped sponsor the show this year, too. So, One Sapien and Roy Murdoch oh, okay.
0: and Star Roy Severon are three, are three sponsors, okay. yeah. Okay, I want to thank Roy, Roy Murdoch and Star Sevron too, for sponsoring the show, too, with, yeah. with, with um, One Sapien.
2: Roy Murdoch, mm-hmm. by the way, just so you know, is here for the beer.
0: Oh, that's him here for the... Okay, that is... Yeah. Okay, Roy Murray That's his real name. I didn't know him. Oh, okay. I didn't know him here for the beer. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. I didn't even know we served beer. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Only it's your beer bread
2: that I want. All right, Noreen, we love you, honey. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Gary, we love you, and you was a beautiful poem, and your wife did a beautiful job reading it, so thank you. We'll see you next week, honey. You said yes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, you get him tucked in so he's all comfortable and isn't hurting anymore, okay?
0: Okay. All right, Noreen, we love you, honey. We'll talk
2: to you next week.
0: Okay, talk to you next week. Okay, bye thank bye you.
2: Bye. You're welcome. All right, our next caller, I'm going to give the next three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. Actually, I may just go run down the line. As long as you guys don't start pressing ones, everything will be good. Our next caller comes from area code 419. Then we have 219-832-256-717, 859-216. All right, and I do see all of your hands up, so you're good to go. And our next caller, once again, you code four one nine. Four one nine you're on the air. Hi, Miss Nyla. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, Hello. how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. So what are you reading right now?
5: I'm gonna read a poem called Beautiful Girl. No 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 no, no 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 no. What book are oh, you reading oh, okay. right now? What book am I reading? Actually I was reading some of my aunt was a poet and I was reading some of her poetry because I'd like to share one of her poems um on the show. Um and I've been reading her her poetry. She passed away on Thanksgiving, so she's Aww. not she's not published. Yeah, um it's when you go back when they pass away and you go back and read the words that they left you with, it's just amazing and that's one of the reasons why I like to write Immor- immorality or immortality. Mhm. <laughs> But I do have to say that um, I didn't catch that girl's name that was just on that lady. Was it Noreen?
2: Noreen. Noreen.
5: Yeah. I just think I'm so touched by the love that she shares with her husband. And the prelude to me reading my piece that I selected for tonight was that when my husband passed away, I thought that, like, you know, no one loved me anymore. I was so alone. Like, he loved me so much that he took all of that with him and, you know, felt very despondent about that. So then this is a piece that I wrote Responding to that and just to hear Their magical love that they share Is just really touching to someone that Had it and lost it So I just wanted to say that (laughs) So (laughs)
2: Awesome All right, start when you're ready love
5: (laughs) Okay um, so I'm just going to write what I Wrote before so it's called beautiful girl And I wrote this poem was inspiring to me From the land of Israel where a photographer Saw photographer saw The pain in my eyes In a country so far away, that it that is what I felt in my heart, wanting to be distant after the death of my best friend, yet still trying to find the beauty in myself to carry on. So, beautiful girl with your tender smile and soft-spoken heart. Beautiful girl whose smile is troubled, her heart is so sad and blue. For your eyes have seen so much and are crying on the inside. Your smile, it lies. What is hidden beyond your beauty lay the scars. Wounds that don't open so easily, but are always there under the surface. Wounds that have cut so deep they can never heal. There will always be a reminder, a trigger to conjure up the memories. A simple small thought fleets as soon as it comes, but brings the wound to festering. As soon as it comes, it goes away, but still envisions recollection. Your mind, beautiful girl, is here to stay. Don't let fools get in your way. You are smarter than that. One day you will have your smile back. Your eyes to see what they were meant to... One day you will not have to feel the torment, the daily reminder of your wounds. Accepting is the hardest thing. If one can simply do this task, they can accomplish anything. Beautiful girl with your eyes that sparkle and your smile so bright, it can only get better. Hang on to your memories, embrace them tight, never wanting or having to let them go. And home. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>
2: I was asking feeling poetry. <laughs> I can Thank hear that you. and I can feel that and the and it, the whole piece has that that soothing effect. You know, the almost like the voice in the mirror. You know?
5: Yeah. Very yep.
2: Cool. <laughs> and you are going oh. to read a second one?
5: I if I have if 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 there is a time I can, um, I would like to choose one from my aunt. I, I already picked it out. Um, If I could, (laughs) Um, this was written in, get this, 1984. (laughs) So she writes, the title is My Trusting Invisible Watch. Me not having a watch has no crudeness. It allows me never no time for rudeness. I have no time for stick-in-the-mud moods, for I choose not to think my humorous moods. No, no, no time at all for thinking what the neighbors today are drinking. If my nose was in someone else's place, it sure wouldn't be here upon my face. Between both my eyes, they can see a nose upon this face of me. Yet without a watch, I can always find time. Most strangers, I ask, smilingly, don't mind. I find time in sharing and always time in caring. My loving time is in my heart. It ticks away, will never part. The watch of materialized colors and style don't mean a thing if your existing time has no spring. Anyone can set the time and listen to it tick, but making the use of invisible time appears to be a trick. Do you pretend it's a bracelet and wear it for display while time is passing you by, daily, night and day? Is that why a watch has its hands over its face so you can't really see the time upon its face? I'm always aware of the time it is, wearing my invisible watch, for I'll never own a modern-day, portized, wish watch. A watch upon my arm or neck would be putting my time still. Time to me is completely free. I spend it as I will. Me not having a watch might not give me peace of time, but making the most of invisible time gives me peace of mind. America needs a change of time to allow people to just unwind. Man created the watch of time with unexpected time to unwind. Many people only have the time to see, only what they want to see. It never hurt anyone to see. Your visions are completely free. For God allows me free time, a giver my all. I have no time limited, deadlines at all. Time has always been there for me, even though no watch I see. You may think a watch is grand, but God created this untimed land. Never shall my watch show rust timelessly, in God I trust. And she signed it, C.I. tick. She always <laughs> signed her poems that reverted back to what the poem was about. <laughs> that is awesome. How clever is that? And I, you know, I... Mean, I, I I know my aunt, I never wear a watch. I own probably 30 of them and I just don't wear them because I never care what time it is. As long as I'm to work, you know, I got to leave at the same time every single day. And my internal clock, which is what she's talking about, I never really care what time it is. So I know exactly, you know, what she's saying. Yeah. (laughs) That
2: is so funny. I collect clocks. I love old clocks. I love weird clocks. And it's the same thing. I, um. I have probably twenty watches i and I have all my grandma's antique watches and my great grandma's antique watches and and i I never wear one either ever I just don't
5: <laughs> and that's what I got a phone for too. I always kind of if I have to know the time I just look on my phone. <laughs> That is in funny. So I'm really glad that you often. shared
2: hers. And that was, I mean, oh. just the, the whole thing, how clever she was, you know, how lucky you are to have, you know, have have someone in your family like that, that was, you know, shared your poetic interest, you know, has left a legacy of poetry for you um, yeah, to share she actually, and, and keep keep her close with.
5: Yeah, and then, like, the words that she has behind, because, like I said, she passed away, but... She is my mother's twin And I'm a twin too <laughs> So like we're twins and twins And she, my mom draws And colors and stuff Where my aunt was the artist on the wood side And she's always been my inspiration And the reason why I write So I think that's awesome I can have her words That is awesome
2: <laughs> Fantastic I, I'm really glad Aww. you shared it And I'm and uh, you know you, If you want to do more of those from time to time You are more than welcome to
5: Share her with awesome. It. Yeah, I got I got her books and her daughters gave me a whole bunch of stuff I can go through.
2: <laughs> awesome.
5: Oh, thank you. All for right, letting sweetheart. Me share do that. me a
2: favor. Remind everybody who you are and how they can come find you.
5: Um, I'm on Facebook, Shelly Gambino. Um, and then if you ever wanted to go into SoundCloud, I do some. Uh, I write music and not much of a singer, but I tried to put my lyrics out there. Um, on SoundCloud and Shelly Gambino, the girl in the tree. <laughs> I'm gonna say that now. <laughs> The <laughs> girl in the tree. Uh, I the love The in the tree.
9: <laughs>
5: so, alrighty, Nyla. Well, thank you for allowing me to share, and uh, you have a good night, and I'll be listening for the rest of your show.
2: Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Great job tonight. Th-
5: thank you. Yep, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, then. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. Bye. All right. That was Miss Shelley
2: Awesome job. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219 nine two one nine. You're on the you're
6: on the air. Oh yeah, not I ain't This is brother Hey, how are you
2: doing, Omar?
6: I'm good. I you doing.
2: Doing absolutely wonderful. Good to hear from you.
6: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Really appreciate you.
2: What do you have for us tonight?
6: This poem is uh, my Easter poem called Easter Sunday, the ultimate fashion show. Go ahead. Every Easter Sunday in churches all across America, people always come in Sunday best, dressed up in their stylish new suit, dresses, and shoes. Even the kids come dressed up in suits and dresses. To them, it's all about the clothes. Maybe I'm sounding cynical here. Seriously, though, is it a mandatory requirement to sport a suit or dress on Easter? I think there's a glorified fashion show. This is plain ridiculous. Folks buying new outfits for Easter trying to impress people that don't like them or fit in their clique. Attempting to validate your self-worth by believing you can change opinions and thoughts of your family and friends by wearing a new suit or dress. That's the real reason why I didn't want to go to church as a kid. They were dressing up for Easter with a passion because I wasn't with this idea to try to impress people by wearing a suit to church every Sunday. Now, I completely understand why some people don't come to church or just turn off our so-called saints and church folks. The house of God should not be a place where people should they a there. And the shame for not having the shoe dress well on Easter. Or just to be judged for how they dress. I'm sick and tired of that mess. I know that there are a whole bunch of dressed up messes in the body of Christ. A whole lot of saints that are really covered up, ancient disguise. A whole lot of jackal people, too. I'm trying to be all that by showing up all that bling bling and putting. Down folks who don't have it like you have it. Look, you ain't better than anybody else, and you ain't that important either. You out here casting stones and throwing bricks in a glass house in the eyes of God. Everybody is somebody. My dear brothers and sisters, God don't care about your clothes. He cares about your soul regardless of your religion or your personal beliefs. God says, come as you are. Whether you wear a T-shirt or jeans or hoodie or jersey or tennis shoes, casual, towel, or dress, or suit. God looks at what is on the inside, not what is on the outside. He judges a person out the content they carry in their spirit, not what they wear. Easter Sunday was never intended to be a fascist or a church or to be commercialized to be somebody, a man-made fantasy. This day was meant to celebrate the resurrection of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who paid the ultimate price for all of our sins on the cross. And he rose from his grave with all power in his hand. And this day, to serve as a reminder, be thankful for another day to be alive and breathing and a land of living. End poem. Beautiful, beautiful.
2: Example of <laughs> Believing what Sharing what your beliefs are Real strong message there, hon Great job, Omar
6: Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it you.
2: you are very, very welcome So you want to do me a favor And tell everyone how they can find you?
6: Uh, for those of you Yes uh, Those of you who don't Know me very well On um, on Facebook, on Omar my brother Gavin gathering, or type in H-P-T uh, calling Facebook slash www.facebook.com slash brother 1975, and that's how you can find me.
2: Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Awesome job. Thank you so much. Thank hey, you, know I appreciate you. I appreciate you, honey. You have a great weekend.
6: So, All right, bye-bye
2: Okay Bye-bye, hen. Hey, didn't you just All have right. a birthday on Friday?
6: No, it was uh,
2: The Friday before?
6: No, actually three weeks ago tomorrow
2: Oh I knew that I told you happy birthday, but then I thought I forgot so I just wanted to make sure that I did
6: Oh, okay, I knew it, was really. it was two weeks ago. My birthday was actually two weeks ago.
2: Well, happy birthday. I know I told you the happy birthday the week before. I got it a week too early, so now I'm telling you again a couple of weeks late. <laughs> All right, so okay, we'll talk thanks. to you next week. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. All right. Okay. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla. Hey, Soldier Blue Blue. How are you, my dear?
10: I'm um, all right. Walking talking still above ground, so I guess I'm doing good.
2: <laughs>
10: um. <laughs>
2: every day that we wake up is the best day of our life.
10: Well, there you go. Or, <laughs> as I've come to understand from some of the, what the old guys used to tell me when I was coming up every day above ground, is a good day. This is true. Um, I got uh, did that thing, and it, it was kind of it was fun because it could just. I mean, I, obviously, I never try to push anything where you know one way, one direction or another. It just comes out as it does, and then I just kind of like, oh, okay, well that was that was nice.
4: <laughs>
10: <laughs> After everything is all written out. Um, But in any case, uh, uh, this one's uh, called uh, Step, Prayerful Step. It is said of one of the people's root bonded to our continent, yes, in one of their ceremonies, that each footstep should be recognized, acknowledged as a prayer. Ouigi, apitra. A palm touch of us upon our earth, our skin, our flesh, the fleshed breath of our ancestors. Wamon upon the flesh of our earth. Ju moninga. Her heartbeat is never far away. The drum is an echo. On si, yes, verily it is so. Gig bon. So it is. We summon such a dream unto reality. Just as there is no peace pipe, there is no tom-tom. Strip away the obscenities of stereotype. Trago. And there is only the sacred. We do not dance for others. It is root medicine, mountain stone, bakuin. A ridge of ghost stones, each step is a story, red earth, turtle island, we step, we dance, we walk, reflexive respect, birth before womb born, it is echo respect given to the pulse of our mother, it is something we have taken the time to learn, to understand, we sing our songs with each press of our feet. She speaks to us from the marrow heart that is hers. Her heartbeat is never far away. Each step a prayer, each prayer-filled step, born of us is received. Skin, leather, the skin of other beings, rubber souls, shapes, forms, elements of earth, of her being veins of our mother no disconnect the story of raven gake tronga who greedy in the slaking of her thirst drank all that was heart's blood of the whale taking her across the sea to another shore Saline journey mama bagua first sign of life wooded shore and what was left death sex A rotting whale carcass. Raven's greed killed the kindness of her host. She died. Will we learn? Earth has only so much to give us. And each gift has its intrinsic responsibility. When will we learn? Sustainable Earth is in the morph of becoming like unto the whale carcass, rotting, and it is for us now to eat the poisoned meat we have made. To dance is to tell the story, apitra, a palm touch upon the earth, each footstep, a prayer to be recognized, acknowledged, prayerful footsteps, gifts and responsibility, thinking and understanding, old snakeskin's shed of belief, wrote, ...judgment... ...di pa' ...will we learn... ...earth will be here... ...we won't... ...her heartbeat is never far away... ...bu' sisi... wa ...the pulse of broken lightning falls... ...we dance with the blood of the sky upon our lips... ...the niju... ...the singing rain... Earth Mother, Sky Father, Chuch Mother, Father, Maker, Modelers, we speak with the prayers of our footsteps. May you hear us. May they please you. Steps, prayers, prayerful steps, our heartbeat is never far away. We are the ghost road born and we are always walking our way home utsi home place hearth home lonke ujonge ubekni. and peace
2: i love that piece what was the line you said a line in there um now it is time to eat was it the poisoned earth we made
10: no the poisoned meat
2: poison meat we made. Yeah. I love that line. You know, it it just makes me think about how how just everybody as a race, as a human race, we walk straight forward with blinders on. You know, unaware or not caring the wake we leave behind us until we hit the wall and have to turn around and wallow back through our crap. Yeah. you know, yeah, a, and we realize the damage we've done, and we're over our heads, and we're done, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it I was mean, really funny know, earlier. Um, yeah. Go ahead.
10: No, I was just going to say that you know, I mean, I've, I've I mean, I listened to a lot of uh, my, my people and the elders, and I mean, you know, one of the things that that's been coming through more recently, you know, just in terms of you know a lot of people talking about you know what they want to do, what they expect to do, and in terms of, you know, conservation, in terms of uh, uh, just caring for uh, the earth around us. And and basically, you know, one of the the, the messages that keeps coming through is that, you know, earth is going to be here. We -hmm. we basically have become a disease to our own sustainable earth. And she will administer the cure. She will be here. We
6: won't.
2: You know, what's really funny is, you know, people talk about religion. People talk about, you know, different interpretations of religion, all the different things that could have been to make our creation, you know. But I I sit there and I look at the world. I'm probably going to get tomatoes thrown at me for saying this, but I sit there and I look at the world. And there is only one thing in our ecosystem that does not belong here that is not part of this ecosystem. There is only one thing that is not indigenous to this ecosystem because it is the only one thing destroying it. And you know what that is, right?
10: Yes, indeed.
2: There is only one thing destroying our ecosystem that is not in tune with it, that is not part of it, that is not harmonious with it. And it's been that way since the very beginning. So that's food for thought. I'm not even going to finish, but I get it. I I know what you're saying.
10: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I mean you know, it was a, earlier this Shelley is.
2: was talking about yeah. being remembered, the immortality. You know, I've used to have, still have, even though he's gone, he's still in my heart and my friend, um, a poet who used to come on here named Rain, and somebody that I connected with on such a deep level I can't even explain to you guys. And um, you know, he he ended up walking down the railroad tracks to a better place and uh, is no longer with us, but he used to, during, back during the 60s, he was part of that whole 60s beat poet scene, you know, mm. and he used to ride the rails. He was ah. a, uh, like a hobo, you know, yeah, during yeah. that time, and would ride the rails town to town, and in the freedom and the free love and all that good stuff, right? And yeah. he used to take his poetry and bury it all over the world. Everywhere he would go, he would sit there under the train tracks or somewhere. He would write poems and bury it, bury him. And I was thinking about what Shelley said about being immortal. You know, the message that you have here about, you know, where the earth is going and that's something that I've done twice now, but I plan on keeping doing and maybe it'd be a fun poetry project for everybody, is to find a container that will not break, crack, be destroyed somehow. And make yourself your own time capsule to go out in the world and hide somewhere. You know, I'm I'm a big fossil hunt. I love going out on fossil digs. I'm a huge fossil hunter. I love going out into the woods and rock piles and all this stuff. Something I do by myself and it's a lot of fun. You know, but you know, take it out somewhere, a piece of you and hide it somewhere and maybe a million years from now someone finds it. You know, there's there's yeah. your immortality. You know. But think about, you know, write Just what if you just wrote a message, Soldier Blue, wrote a, wrote a poem and put it in something that's not going to disintegrate and break and just take it with you and bury it somewhere sometime. You know, leave leave that signature, that, that piece of you out there in the world somewhere to be found generations and generations later. I think we should all do that.
10: Well, I've done something similar to that. I, I, um don't really want to go into exactly what it is that I do but it's basically like making sure that the seeds are spread and that nothing is ever in one place. Because and it 'cause it means there's a and, and there was a very specific reason for that I started doing that. And it uh did you ever see the uh, the movie about uh called Amadeus? No. About Mozart's life.
2: Oh yes I did actually.
10: Okay, you remember at the end where he had like finished the uh, the um that that last um, symphony, and mm-hmm. his wife refused to 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 let it go even though it was probably one of his better symphonies that he had uh, he created and she mm-hmm. kept it in, locked in the glass case and it only came out centuries later you know after it would kind of lost the focus of being uh, in the center of everything, you know, contention or, and, you know, friction or whatever. And I started thinking about that. And it's like, you know what? No matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, no matter, you know, who's who sees it or who doesn't, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to make sure that there's something somewhere where Even I don't necessarily remember where it is because I, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the way things did happen through life. You lose touch, you, you, you know, you, you, you forget where you've been, you, you leave things behind. And so I do that. I make sure that there are things that are in places where even I cannot, you know, retrace my steps, so to speak. And it's going to be there. It's going to be out there. And regardless of what happens, no one will ever, be able to collect everything, all in one place.
2: <laughs>
9: it sounds <laughs> so fun. Seriously, we need to do this.
2: All of us.
10: We need oh, yeah, to start yeah. being little. Yeah. Little well, I mean, like I say, I just look at liken it to you know something along the lines of like Johnny Appleseed. You know, just throw the mm-hmm. seeds around, man. Right?
2: Well, you know, say you're right, and I'll, I'll be real quick because we have people waiting. But say you're right, and we, you know, we are we are destroying this earth. That's just plain and simple. Okay, and the human race ends up being gone, except for those couple that survive underground. And you know, three million later, we make we, years later, we make our way back up to the earth. And you know, they think, oh, those bastards killed our planet, and they're all evil, bad. And then they find one of your palms buried somewhere. They think, wow, mm-hmm. there were people who tried to stop this. There were people who weren't bastards. You know,
10: exactly.
2: of yeah. the common man tells the truth of the generation. Yeah. All right,
10: and, and I'll, I'll just say one up. last one last thing Here. as an example of of, of things, and then I'll, then I will uh, give my my URL or thingy, and uh, then I'll be off. But just uh, just as an example of that, number uh, actually two examples. Number one, uh, the uh, the um, I forget what they call it, the Pacific Core. I think it's what something like that, but it's a it's a basically what it is is it's a stretch of of the Pacific Ocean where there's just like Ungodly amount of of plastics that are just in collected, almost in a, like a floating reef at, of of people's uh, trash and so forth that's out there now, and and it's and and I mean I remember a uh, 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 story about a guy who did uh, cr- uh, trans uh, uh, oceanic do- voyages in his uh, sail, uh, sailboat. And he said that there were places that he had been just a year previous when he was doing this, this same journey. And it was full of life. There were fish. There were, there were you know, obviously the, the predators, the sharks and the, the dolphins, turtles. There were birds and everything. And he would go through these same passages, you know, uh, in this, the second time around, and there was nothing there. It was a dead zone. There were pieces of old, uh, old uh, fishing nets. Uh, part of uh, plastic buoys, uh, buoy markers, and oil slicks and, and, and no life. And when, a whale, and when a whale washes up on the shore and has over fifty or 60,000 pounds of plastic in its stomach, which is obviously what's caught, it's caused its death, what does that say?
2: That's what I mean. Talking about walking straight forward in life with blinders on, and dropping that down on the ground, and not realizing the wake we leave behind us. We can't do that. Yeah,
10: yeah. You know. So you know, it's just uh, you know, I mean, because like I say, everybody wants to talk about it in terms of prophetic doom. Well, I'm sorry, but that's just not exactly how it's going to uh, translate in in terms of reality. The doom has already started, whether you realize it or yeah. not. Anyways, um, I will leave it at that because, again, like you said, there are other folks waiting. Uh, uh, Soldier Blue Blue, actually, uh, under Rafe Wild uh, as its the, the name, and then in parentheses, you'll see Soldier Blue Blue, and uh, it's on Facebook. And so that's where you can find me.
2: <laughs> awesome. All right, Soldier Blue, great job tonight, honey. Thank you.
10: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll Appreciate you, you giving week. me the time to. Or the space to be able to, to speak my work I appreciate that too I don't take my anything pleasure. for granted
2: My pleasure I don't take you know. it for granted If I, if I can eat Six months worth of oatmeal for you Then <laughs> you know Anything
10: Uh huh
2: Alright <laughs> Alright and we'll talk to you later
10: Alright
2: <laughs> Bye sweetheart Night, Long story. Don't have time to tell you all tonight, but that's okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code 256256. You're on the air.
11: Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan Phillips out of Alabama.
2: Hey, Stan, how are you doing, my darling?
11: Much better. I had to I miss am your bad. Last I'm glad. You sound good. Oh, much better than I did a week ago. I didn't do you. I didn't do World Poetry Open Mic. I even missed Sinister. I missed all of it.
2: Well, you you were definitely missed, that's for sure.
11: Oh. I know. It was miserable. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) This this is one of the joys of my life is is being able to do this spoken word.
2: You know, it, it becomes very much a release, an exhale, doesn't it?
11: Oh, God, yes. Yes. hmm It's, you know, like, it's like where you can... Go ahead. No. Listening to you and him talking, and I was thinking about it, and I realized that science now believes that the only real difference in our DNA compared to that of the highest evolved primate is a little over 1% difference. That's all. Mm-hmm. And there's been some speculations that dolphin and porpoise have a higher intelligence than even the primates, which would actually mm-hmm. rival our own, if not possibly surpass it.
2: The octopus us as well? Not,
11: yeah, us not being the sharpest pencil in the box, that, that could explain a few things. So uh, let me
2: ask you a question you, that you said, okay, we're not the sharpest, you know, there's a chance we're not the sharpest pencil in the box you know and our dna is, is only so and so percent above an ape the dumb ape the big baboon all right mm-hmm. the big baboon lives in harmony with its surrounding do you know what will be able to live in harmony with its surrounding barring any catastrophic natural event forever right do you so know so which why? one of them is stupid
11: exactly here's the thing <laughs> When you take any primate, they are dictated to by their instincts. Even as highly intelligent as dolphin and porpoise are, they are dictated to by their instincts. Mm-hmm. So even if the, even if the highest intelligent primate or dolphin or porpoise is observing a bird flying, it's only an observation because their instincts dictate that they are either land bound or water bound. Human free will and imagination allows us to imagine, how can I achieve that? That's our greatest gift, but it's also our biggest responsibility. We have done phenomenally with the gift, not so much with the responsibility. Agreed. (laughs) Except for
2: whoever invented those orange circus peanuts. That was not
11: good. Pure genius, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> However, peeps, that person deserves the Nobel Peace Prize.
11: For peanut. Easter peeps. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. So,
2: happy happy weekend.
11: Oh, yes, yes. And I was sitting there thinking about what you two were talking about, and I looked back in some of my all-poetry poems, and I found Mm -hmm. one, and I thought that would be the first one I would read. And And it's called Nature Trumps All. The marvel found in a metropolis skyline compared to a mountain range vista. The complacent ease of asphalt paths compared to trails through woodlands. Buildings obscure the sunrise, denying the light to living things. No concrete, steel, or glass grows when watered by the rains. Rivers and seas, birthplaces of life, foundations for all existence. Dumping grounds and septic tanks for the convenience of human arrogance. Winds that sing in branches and leaves stir blooms, carry seeds of renewal. On city streets, stir dust and debris, carrying smog to pollute new lungs. Nature is a collective of shared life, constant movement and change. Even in its passing, a contribution made, sustaining through beginnings. I would hope our part goes beyond contributions to decomposition. In our passing, nature will take possession. All we sullied reclaimed and renew. Our achievements to irrelevance. Beneath overgrowth and dust. Our epitaph of induced entropy. A passing unmourning. A passing unmourned by life moving on in peace.
2: Absolutely amazing. That was absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Stan. You know, incredible. I
11: I, I understand the, the concept people have with you know where they came up with save the world. I'm more of George Carlin's mindset. The world doesn't need to be saved. The world has survived far worse than humanity. Far worse.
12: Mm-hmm. What needs
11: to be saved, if it can be, is ourselves. The earth will go on. It's us that may not.
2: hmm I'm trying not to say anything because I go off on tangents.
11: Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to just
2: trying to just agree with you and bite my tongue so I don't just, yeah.
11: <laughs> yes.
2: I agree. <laughs> Did you want to read a second one, dear?
11: Yeah, and I thought I would do something along the lines of some brevity. Something very simple. It's called "In Each." In each pulse, life is anew. In each breath, winds of change. In each thought, a new reality. In each step, new journeys begin. And the author's note I put with that was almost a one-line brevity in itself. And the author's note was, each moment is a place you've never been. And that's it.
2: Incredible. Absolutely incredible. (laughs) I'm just kind of throwing roses. Roses at you right now. You don't see them, but I'm throwing roses.
11: Oh, all right. (laughs) I take roses. I like roses.
2: Yeah? Do me a favor, Stan, tell everyone how they can find you.
11: Well... When I'm up for it, (laughs) right here on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe, on World Poetry Open Mic, on Sinister Spittle's Asylum, I am a member, and you can find some of my poetry in The Garden of Poetry and Prose. I have some poems in the We're in Cahoots anthology of Outlaw Poets, which was Philip Kent Church's brilliant idea, and it's so good to hear him tonight. And I'm also in the anthology, the twenty seventeen anthology of World Poetry Open Mic. And I'm also on a in my own little group called Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder and Wit.
2: Awesome. So what are you doing right this minute,
11: Stan? Right this minute, I'm talking to you.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna keep you online with me while I bring on the next caller and let you host that call with me so you can comment after their poem. Okay. Okay. So you can co host co host with me for a call. Surprise. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Area code seven one seven, you are on the air. Hey Nyla. Hey. How you doing? Doing absolutely wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? Pretty good. Tell everyone who you are.
13: Uh, James Rothline. That's R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N, because it's not spelled the way it's pronounced.
2: (laughs) I am so glad you are here. Co-hosting with me for this call is Stan. You want to say hello, Stan?
13: Hi, Stan.
11: Hey, James. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good to hear you. Thanks. Thank you. Especially since I missed <laughs> last Friday. Yeah. James is James is a fellow spoken word poet on World Poetry Open, Mike. Well,
13: thank you. I try. I
11: try. Yes, you do. And it's good. <laughs>
13: I have my moments. I have my moments.
2: What did you bring us, James? Well,
13: um, if I'm still able to do two, Um, I brought two. They're both um, for the the, uh, Easter related. Okay. Okay, the first one, Perverse Pleasure. Five fathoms of federic cord coiled about his soul. The world's weight wielded upon his weary brow. Perversely pleasured by pain, tethers himself to the torture tree. Enduring, for the joy set before him And the poem
11: Wow That is the thing about you James You can put so much In a brevity it, That was outstanding
13: Well thank you it's, Well it's part of my When I try and do a poem It's I I, I get in I say what I want to say And then get out 'Cause yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna go away I wanna just Well, you know what I mean. You know, it's just yeah. just get get in, get out. Um, kind of um Gene Simmons advice. Uh, keep it simple, stupid.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
11: hey it works.
13: Now, the second one um, I've been trying to do for, I've been trying to write for about a year or two. Uh, it's supposed to be about the dream that Pilate's wife had. Because uh, when Pilate was trying Jesus, his wife sent him a note that said, have nothing to do with that innocent man. I had a terrible dream about him. So what was that dream? So this is my attempts to try and do, to answer that. Ooh and it's titled Vulture tremulous clouds gather and break blood thunder and blood rain descend a scarlet crown upon Palatine Hill forty scorpions sting the rejected king's back and blood flows upon the broken bones of the world Prometheus chained and nailed to a stone skull for the eagle to swoop and steal his liver as the twin brothers stand, eager for the meal. Vatican Hill trembles, tearing like a veil, and the dead walk among the living. I saw the shepherd with the face of a god, as the sheep bleated for his blood in a vulture's voice, and I joined their cry of, Crucify! Crucify! Then I awoke. End of poem.
11: Wow! Whoa! Whoa Go wow! Ahead, Dan. That has an incredible amount of imagery in it. That was wonderful. And talk about a a, a a dream of of omens. That was it.
13: It's what I was doing. It is like trying to do it, trying to write something that would scare a Roman patrician. So it's trying to use a lot of the imagery associated with Rome and interspersed with, uh, with some of the stuff that was going on with Christ at the time. You know, him being beaten, being scourged. And then yes. um, when I did Vatican Hill, the, the line about Vatican Hill, I did a little research and tried to find something, and it turns out that the Vatican, what, the Vatican Hill, was a cemetery.
4: Mm -hmm.
13: And I got thinking, it's like, okay, in scripture, when um, Christ died and it was an earthquake, all the graves of the righteous, the righteous dead, opened up and they resurrected. And then when he was, and then on Easter, they went out among the people. I told you
2: Easter was zombie day. (laughs) <laughs> now I'm scared again.
11: So there's Maybe a modern James. take on it.
13: <laughs> there is historical evidence of this because Josephus writes an account of that happening,
9: mm-hmm. that
13: people see, you know, the righteous dead coming walking around Jerusalem. And I thought, you know, put two and two together. It's, you know, like I said, it took me a long time to do this.
2: You know I applaud the the first of all you know the i you get you get an idea seeds planted, and you think, "hmm, I wonder what I can do with this, but then exploring it and you know it would have been an easy piece just to sit and write you know but instead it was like you know no i'm going to i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and i'm i'm you know i want and and doing the research that you did making sure the imagery was correct period appropriate you know writing it from you know i want to make sure that i'm writing it from her perspective you know her perspective would be much different than you know say a warrior's perspective of the situation you know so so many different thought patterns Went into that creation that, I mean, that's really super impressive, but it's also a good example of what you can do when you get an idea, how you don't have to just get an idea and regurgitate it on paper, but you can actually get an idea and let it grow and feed it and have it come out something amazing like that. That's just a fantastic job.
11: Thank it you. It really was. Yes. Yeah, it turns the out. My- that
13: Oh, sorry. It turns out half the stuff that was in the poem, it wasn't until after I wrote it that I'm trying to research so I can do an explanation for it. And mm-hmm. blood is actually a thing. And it was always considered a bad omen. Which and some of the research is doing that um, Romulus, one of the founders of Rome, who I also referenced in the poem,
4: mm-hmm.
13: uh, had an incident of blood rain during his reign as... Uh, Rome sovereign. I at the time I wrote it, I didn't know. So it's like, wow.
2: That's awesome. God, now makes me want to give you like really cool, super weird homework. Like I want you to write a <laughs> poem about Echo trying to talk to Narcissus. Ah. Ooh. Oh my God! I said Echo. Echo. Echo, 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 echo. Echo, wait a minute, wait, wait, you guys ready for this? Wait a minute. Echo, read me a poem.
5: Lollipop, lollipop, oh jolly lollipop,
2: you're my folly drop, my belly flop. On two feet I would hop, I won't stop till I get to the top shelf. (laughs) Wow. I cannot believe I just put my AI on the air. (laughs) <laughs>
11: oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I had a good bar in the night them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That was insane. <laughs> I think we should do that every show. Have have Echo read us a poem. Yeah, oh, that'll work. Be cool. All right, James, my darling. Did you have two you wanted to read? Or was that the, that wasn't the second one? Was that the that was the second one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the first one so was. Then,
13: from Verse pleasure and then the second one was vulture yeah I
2: just get excited like a puppy wiggling and the, the rear end gets going and it just doesn't stop even though it's like looking at you now but it just, the butt just keeps going that's me right. anyway so do me a favor James tell everyone how to find you
13: well um, I primarily can be found on Facebook uh, I have a poet page uh, James Rothline Poet and grab a pencil if you want it's uh The last name is spelled R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. Like I said, it doesn't sound the way it's spelled. Very
3: Um,
13: cool. And then uh, the poet page, my Facebook page, uh, you can actually get links to my YouTube channel and my SoundCloud account. So I've been trying to keep up with those. Um, You can also... Like Stan said, I can be heard on uh, World Poetry Open, Mic, and I'm in several of the uh, poetry pages on Facebook. I forget which, all of which ones. I think Stan's is one of them.
11: Oh, yeah. And you are a very welcome addition.
13: Well, thank you. I'm glad you have me. <laughs>
2: All right, James, I cannot wait to see what you bring next week. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Well, thank you. All right, we'll, hon, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, awesome. Right. <laughs> Good night, hon. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, so you want to stick around that, for another one?
11: Or yeah, I'll tell you what, that is the one thing about James. He can put so much in so few words. He, he really can. can. Yes.
2: And I really admire that, you know, and going back again to what I talked about the being a show, poets always say, I don't want to edit anything. I don't want to edit anything. You guys edit. You know, then this is serious. Curious is a heart attack truth. I wrote a poem one time that was like 18 pages long. When I got done editing, it was 12 lines.
11: To where everything you wanted to say was within those 12 lines
2: hmm Wow. And if you don't think that that was fun doing that, it was incredible. It was awesome. You know, I kept rewriting it and rewriting it and rewriting it and taking things out. And, you know, no, this is, and, and it ended up being 12 lines. fun. <laughs> That's fun. Play with your words. Make messy. All right. You going to hang oh, out yeah. for another one?
11: I'll hang out for another one.
2: Okay, I may just keep you here for the end of the show Tell you tell me. No, please, I need to go. I have to pee so bad. All right, <laughs> 859. 859, you are on the air.
14: N-Y-L-A um, and S-T-A-N.
4: <laughs> hey, uh, Philip.
14: <laughs> My two best friends and Izzy, yeah.
1: Raise the room, yeah.
2: <laughs>
14: and the man and
1: my sexy lady
2: <laughs>
14: sexy poetry lady Let's
2: i'm trying to specify. i'm trying to growl Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> okay i'm not a very good growler
14: <laughs> oh no you're a great growler. can do that really well no, that i can't was, oh
11: no no that was wonderful <laughs> that was wonderful. And, and wonderful and
14: note too a growler is also a big thing of beer with a handle that you can get from your local pub for about six, seven, eight dollars depending on the brew. And man, that shit is delicious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How have you two been? And there you have it, folks.
14: <laughs> <laughs> He's That's done. The- Just get him off the freaking show. He's done.
11: <laughs> no, not a chance. You're sticking here.
2: That's
11: it. <laughs>
2: Nyla can be had for six or seven bucks in the pub.
14: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And let me tell you, I've got about a hundred bucks. I don't know how many times that is, but I'm going to spend all of it. (laughs) How much do you go for, Stan? I might include you too, buddy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I made the man blush.
4: I love it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> growling with the prowler
2: too. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs>
4: growling with the prowler. Yeah, we got a show. All
2: right. Uh, <laughs> completely well, not I, the I, direction I, I saw this thing going.
14: I know, right? You know, like we we were going someplace, and now the destination is lost. Who invited this man on this show? Um, no, I have missed both of you very much. Stan the Man is so good to hear you, sir. I visualize you, and I, I hear you talking. And Nyla, of course, I adore you. And I'm sorry I haven't. I've been busy. I've been doing other stuff. You know, it's life and all that
0: crap. are allowed to um, have a life, I, you guys.
14: Oh, right. You know, uh, and I do. And but I even when I'm away, I do. I think of all of my friends that I have met on Facebook, and you two are especially of of my favorite. Truly, I mean, if I ever needed a Tinder to start a fire, T I N D E R, it would be you know the two of you and, and several others. And you know, I can always stay warm somewhere with friends like you guys. You start the fires. You get The fires going. Yes, ma'am.
2: Phillip? Yes. Mama's on next, so you better not exclude her from this conversation. Oh,
14: the mm. mama is the center of that tinder right there. The okay, tenderest there you go. Of the there tinder. you go. <laughs> the hey. tinder is the tinder. Sir Philip,
11: yes, good save. Yes, sir. Good save.
2: <laughs> Everybody's high <Mama>? now. <laughs> yeah. Mama, are you there?
0: M A M A I am laughing I my...
1: my...
14: We're gonna all lap ourselves into bikinis for the summer.
2: <laughs> so, so Mama, when you come on, I'm gonna keep Philip on with me and James on with me when we bring you on, okay? So be ready. Okay. No, well, no, <laughs> I said, Stan, no, I said, Stan, we're gonna keep Stan, Stan and Philip. I'm sorry. Right.
9: Right. Okay. i so confused. Okay, we'll come
2: back and get you in a minute, Mom. I just wanted to make sure. It's you were actually
14: there. a hybrid <laughs> name. It's Stanley and Phillips, Stanley Phillips. Get it? We're one and the same it. thing. We're <laughs> doppelgangers on on a coin to be minted. Uh, anyhow, uh, oh, that's anyhow. Oh, All right. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and we'll, we'll spend it on hookers. Um, that has nothing to do. I do not condone the use of hookers or drugs or anything adult. That's Anyhow, I'm going to get to my poem, and I'll get off of here so we can hear Mama. And um, so here we go. This is the most recent piece that's on my Facebook page. This is Philip Matthew Roberts, if you're interested. And the title of this poem, um, An Attempt at a Role Portraying Montag's Acceptance of Granger's Invitation. And I have a quote coming from Ray Bradbury. Granger says that he himself is Plato's Republic, and another man at the campfire is Marcus Aurelius' work. That is from Fahrenheit 451. Here we go. Late a.m. or many moony hours since. Cycling through this lonesome lunar wane when insects and birds thrum their pre dawn chorus. I am awakened once more at Ague's fiery boundary ablaze by allegro flames burning in hallucinatory insatiability. Imagination's hot ashes. Falling in snowy blankness Blankened by fresh ink Synapses and scraps of paper From 100 to 451F Disappear into the unread Irretrievable realm Where ascends my flesh fever The long recovery wandering around these labyrinthine works among Alexandria's illustrious ruins, and especially ones we've memorized, breathed in deeply, lived until the threshold between life and fiction become indistinguishable, pleasantly broken, simple as a spell. And there it is.
11: Yes, sir. There it is. I love the analogy of using four five one for that. Oh, well, thank I you. I love that.
14: And thank Mr. Bradbury too. You know, the oh yes. cutie, he want to pinch his little chipmunk cheeks and go, "Thank you for your <laughs> your contributions to literature, you little cutie." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely and fantastic a cool job, baby.
14: Oh, well, thank you. Yes, yes, ma'am. I appreciate that, Nyla. You're both very sweet. And there's actually a quote. I don't know the quote. I wish I could quote the quote that I'm trying to think of, but Ray Bradbury is on our second floor parking garage um, structure before you go to the downtown branch. Of the library, um, There's something is something about without books there is no future. Something or other. That may be the entire quote. I don't know, but you know that's one of the things. You know, when people talk about what they aspire to when they're a writer, I mean that's the kind of stuff to me that is just totally motivational. I want to be on the parking structure garage painted there with my words for future generations to aspire to, and Mister Ray Bradbury did that, of course. And um, anyhow. Yes.
11: Um, And I'd have to agree with his answer on that because the whole point of what I got from that piece Mm -hmm. was that you listen to how shallow the society had become Mm -hmm. without the beautiful imagination and insight of words. Mm -hmm. It was pretty sad.
4: Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm
14: -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I and I think maybe and without you know I'm not trying to make any commentary on my my poem but I, I think also that in the piece 451 Fahrenheit 451 that um, what we think may be lost according to governmental rules whether it's Trump or somebody else can never be lost if you have those human beings willing to sacrifice their own ego their own persona to embrace those things that are greater than themselves. And I think that's um, something again worthwhile to aspire to. So uh, nothing is necessarily lost. I think it's a deeper message, and I really like that. I, I love that, uh, including friends, memories, and so forth. None of it is lost. You know, it's all no. there. Yeah. You know? So uh, and enough about me and all of this. Let's get to M A M A, otherwise known as A K A Mama.
2: Yes. <laughs> All right. Miss Mama, well, are you with us?
1: I am with there you. <laughs> Philip Robert, Philip Stanley Robert, not the other Philip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one, he's just a head shaker. All you do is just shake your head. You can't do nothing but just shake your head. Um, and then when he comes on, he mesmerizes me like Nyla. And then one day I got so hypnotized. I was on a uh, uh, world Poetry up at Mike, and I started talking like.
14: <laughs> we <laughs> tag-teamed her.
1: And no, I just jumped into Philip. I had the same voice, the same Katie. I was like, what the hell am I doing? And then, okay, um, uh, Michael had to point it out. It make me more embarrassed. I, was like, embarrassed. I was reading my poem. So I had to say, I said, Philip, I just read my poem in your voice. I, said, I was like, I don't even know why I did that because when he said something like that, it's just like that's the, that's, the, that's the pattern that was in my mind. I kept just going on. And so anyway, I got two. Um, and then me and Stanley, so I was Stanley, I'm glad you left him on too because me and him think alike. Like I, always get, I always get his poem. I always get his poem, but he always gets mine. So I have two Bard poems. I have two Bard poems huh. here. Now, one is a positive Bard poem, and then the second one is a collab that I met somebody online from Ghana, and they were speaking
3: um, in, a,
1: in a, I say, like the Shakespearean style, but that's how they speak when they speak English over there, you know. So I'm like, wait a minute! I just met him, and then our little meeting turned into a long poem. So, do you want to hear the negative one, or you want to hear the love poem that arose out of the um, out of the? Um... We're
2: well, going to do both, right?
1: Yeah, but which one do you want to hear first? So,
2: always leave things on a positive note.
1: All right, so I'll do the negative one first, and then this one is called the Lonesome Bird. I know I'm sure you all have run into some of these types. He stands before us to deliver a poem, a prose, a verse, a rhyme, or a message, and his manner is quite manifesting, and his confidence puts the crowd at ease. Soon, and very soon, too soon, we loathe him. There is too much cluster on his grandiloquent vine bind of strung-together words without substance. Though the use of the hypothesis Gives poetic license to insult We loathe him Instantly The silver-tongued orator, brilliant Soon becomes wearisome While the mute, articulate Point of his eccentric Ramblings leads us to Dead End Unfulfilled and burdened We now
0: loathe him The loathsome
1: bard who's going to run out about degrading and desolate issues of life, which we felt the bard had not, not experienced nor had concern about. His bombastic livery, to some, appears eloquent. Grandstand language bellowed out quite grandiloquent word baggeries, leading us to nowhere. As we listen to the fanfare of his charades, we loathe him. The quite colorful and pompous, he leaves us in shambles. Brains are scrambled, and we we loathe him. The once brilliant verse, though well rehearsed, is wearisome. The bard went not in heart. We, the discombobulated, pray out loud, Next poet, please, Lord. We were all relieved, as he finally did leave, Because he looked better going than coming. But with our intellect, he was toying. though the bard was not hard. He most certainly was annoying. Go
9: <laughs> ahead, <laughs> guys. guys. <laughs>
11: oh, I love that.
9: Right.
1: Okay. Now... That was the lost of which was about a friend of mine. He finally got his degree, so now he can use those big words and nobody can say he doesn't know what he's talking about. So (laughs) 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 When he first started off, he had not a clue. Okay, here we go. The second one. Where's
3: Philip Matthew Roberts?
4: Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: You didn't say nothing. (laughs)
14: I, I I was I'm I I at off. I'm sorry. My dog was eating my homework. What? I I was no I I was mesmerized by your voice. I just heard Mama.
1: You're about to make me cuss. Little, little man. cuss man. Okay, this is uh this is a when I was sixty four, this is back in nineteen I mean two thousand and twelve. And I know I just turned 70 the other day, so I guess Facebook wanted me to remember this poem, so it sent it to me. Ah. And it's a, it's a day when I when I um, met this young guy from uh, I think he's from Ghana, Gambia, and his name is Ali, ba, and he's a great poet. But he started talking to me. And he just met me. We just started talking, and we were back and forth chatting, chatting, and it turned into this, um, to this piece right here. It's called True Community communicado um, he's the male bard so he's when he speaks i'm gonna say male bard male bard how art thou faring bard female bard love art faring well in my heart it was you the master of and charm with masterful words you have stirred my heart to be unburdened by the keeping of it i can now release the beauty of the love once hidden there Unleashing poems from my soul is only brought forth by one whose ears are directed to receive them. And you, my youthful and most noble bard, have bring light into the darkness of my corners. Ashay, Melbard, truth has been issued for your blessed heart, unleashing with such might that I might fall prostrate to the power of love. The bard shall through eternity Sing thy praises of love Female bard The bard is too jolly If he sings only of love Love lands on tender ears And my warrior will be weakened Deceptions of love can blind one's eyes My admirer be my admiral My warrior, my king Must be equipped with the sword of two edges One to protect me and want to cut deep into my core. Bow, my noble bard, to no man nor woman, but with a slightly tilted head and a watchful eye, protect your heart from folly. Really, you cannot afford a weekend state, not even for me. My lover must not be a jolly bard, but also act as my vigilante, male bard. I hearken, O seeker of the ideal love of man, hearts have been pierced in two, for in the most ancient sapiens did did testify to this. Be warned not to undermine that power which is God unto us. Love shall make thee of the insane. Man truly can transcend that might, female bard. Love transcends all boundaries. And love, true love, is just what happens as we communicate. I will share my heart with you until we are strangers no more. And I will hold this poem close to my bosom and adore you, my noble, youthful bard. Impromptu, this is epic. We just met Alibar, 21 years old from Zambia, Mama Oda, baby, 64 years old. Forty and love knows no boundaries. That was it. <laughs>
2: That was beautiful, Mama. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely great job on that. I love the two different voices, the difference in just fantastic job on that. And You wrote that with him as a collab, right? No, we were just talking. We
1: didn't write. We just. He when he's that's hit, even. That's yeah. even that, that's
14: yeah. That's even. That's even better uh, because <clears throat> where you where you had me truly interested was um, you know, embracing young men from Ghana from this particular perspective, yours, M A M A. And I especially love my favorite line in this piece. Uh there are many lines that are certainly memorable, truly romantic, very flirtatious, but also truly mentoring too. You have a very mentoring uh, persona when it comes to younger poets, and but also that that line with a double-edged sword. And I forgot how you mm-hmm. read it. I, I would love it if you could reiterate it. Do you mind? Re- do you have it available to where you could like reiterate that line about the sword?
1: Yes. What well, I probably do is send it to you. I don't think okay.
14: I don't... Okay. Well, the one to which I think there was a protective element, and the other was to cut me deeply somehow. That line in particular. So I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I really uh, endured that entire piece. And but again, I'm a sucker for love, and I'm a sucker yes. for love for old, young, whatever. I mean, love and just uh, you know kindness and tenderness between
9: men and women,
14: uh, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever. Uh, I'm not big into genders necessarily. I think we're all kind of very similar, but I really felt the love and the power in that piece. And I know that all these poets, young or old, that encounter you are better for that encounter, including myself. So
1: mm.
14: I thank you for everything you do, M A M A MA.
1: And um, well, cheers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just like to talk about I'm not to be too jolly, if <laughs> you only sing with love. It, it love uh-huh. lands on tender years, but my warrior will be weakened. Deceptions of love can blind one, one's eyes. My admirer must also be my admiral. My warrior king must be equipped with a sword to mm. two edges, one to protect me and one to cut deep into my core. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, that's it. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, mm.
14: yes. Yep. Yep. from the admiral on down to, yes, you know, mm, yeah, marvelous. Thank um, you. So um, oh, you're so welcome. Yes, ma'am. Mm.
8: <laughs> nah,
2: all right, silly guys silly Mama, silly tell silly everyone how to find you, baby girl
1: Back to their silly selves again I don't want to be making uh, them think And be all serious now I, I should have did the other one last <laughs> 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 I know you got one. Don't, sit don't sit your ass down somewhere All <laughs> <Not the same. laughs> <laughs> oh, right Okay that's it. Love you both. Love you all three. And I'll talk to you later. I'm going to put it on. Some all,
2: live.
14: Right. all right. All right, Mama. Thank you, Love sweetheart. Love you, Mama. and at all. Yes, Dan and N Y L A. Thank you so much. I adore you both
8: and be well. <laughs>
2: thank you, Philip. Bye, hun. Thank you, Philip. Bye, uh, Mama. An uh,
8: okay. E and at all, Yes. All right. Let
6: me
11: see. That was amazing. Okay. Out of a conversation, she came up with this.
2: Yeah, that was incredible That's why she's the mama of poetry, you know
11: Oh, yeah Yeah, definitely the soul of spoken word there All right
2: So do you want to stay on with me longer? Or do you have things to do?
11: No, I have nothing else to do (laughs) let's
2: go ahead I'm actually having problems with the phone line So since I have you on here, I want to keep you on here with me Let's see if we can get our next caller on Area code 919, you are on the air 919, are you with
12: us? Yes.
2: <laughs> Hi.
12: Hello, Nyla. Uh, hey, how
2: are you, sweetheart?
12: I am good, I am good. I've been listening Except, and doing other things.
2: I have Stan here with us tonight. He's hanging out with me.
12: Hello, Stan.
11: And how are you fine, sir?
12: I'm doing great, my boy. I'm doing great. My name is Granville. John Hedrington. Glad you are
2: here,
12: sir. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do this piece. I haven't done it in a while. I was kind of unprepared. But I'm going to start with this one. This piece is called The Lion's Den. I need peace. A woman must bring me peace. For me, she must be easily endured. She must not be unnerved by my silence and have little fear for the dramatic. There is enough drama without my house. I do not want it within. I need peace and quiet. I must want to come home and not fear it. My abode must Call out to me. It must beckon. My doors must yearn for my footsteps. And the windows bow at my presence. Okay, that may be too much to hope for. But I need peace. However brief, I need rest. My soul must have a place of rest. For after fighting the demons, as tomorrow, I shall fight them again. Not good, To fight a battle on two fronts. From the battlefield to the battlefield? I think not. I need a lioness. The lion's den. For when the lion king comes home. Sometimes he needs to be alone. He needs peace. It's a jungle out there. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love that. You know,
2: I was not raised around religion, my parents didn't take me to church. And all that. But Mrs. Thorpe, that lived four houses down in that little black and white house, used to take us to vacation Bible school uh, for a couple of years. And I remember that was the first time I heard my very favorite Bible verse. And it says, loosely translated, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it, the Bible verse is It's better to live on the corner of a roof than with a quarrelsome wife.
12: Yeah, yeah. better to yeah, live the, the, on the
2: corner of a roof than with a quarrelsome wife. And I've remembered that my whole life. And every time I've gotten upset with a boyfriend or I've gotten mad, I always thought I would bite my tongue and think about that verse. And it's like, do I want, is this fight worth it? Is me being right that important? Do I want to make him, you know, is this going to make him want to live on the corner of the roof or not? You know, and it that's the, it's weird. That's the one that stuck with me. So when I hear your poem... You know, I know that there's a lot of women's, you know, bra-burning women out there with chafed nipples that are going to hear that poem and get very angry. Okay? But I love the sentiment in that piece. I love the fact that you're saying, I want some peace. I want to come home. I'm not going to fight a battle on two fronts. And I love in the piece, and I think the line in there that is the most important line. Is I need a lioness at home. You're not asking for a woman to bow down to you. You're not asking for a submissive little puppet. You know, you want some a strong woman there who understands and listens and knows what you need as a man. True. Sure. You know, you're not asking for a, for a little. You know. Yes, so, ma'am, yes sir. You know, asking yes. for subservience. You're asking for a, a, a strong partner who knows you, who cares about what you want. I just thought it was beautiful.
12: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I, you know, the in the Bible it says, uh, better to dwell on the whole stop than to than to dwell, you know, in the
3: mm-hmm.
12: with, than to dwell with a, a, a contentious woman. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I love the piece, Mister, because. About women, I said this about women. Women, I, I posted this yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago. It said, uh, I said, I said, women can be too much sometimes, but men, we are just blessed that way. I forget what the last line was. But you know, I we love are just, that. <laughs> yes, we are just blessed Sandy, that way. Dan, you, you know? want to comment?
11: Well, yeah, because the truth is, more times than not, Women are far more in touch and, and far more expressive with their emotions. For many cultures and for many men, we have for generations and generations been taught to suppress emotions, suppress those things. You know, don't show mm-hmm. them you have to be strong, okay? So when you finally have been out there as a man, you know, acting as a man is expected to act, you come in with all that emotion and it's so much better for you to have that time to decompress to just like you said, have peace.
12: Yes. Yes.
11: Let out of yourself. And if you and your lady (laughs) uh, are not able to have that, it, it definitely causes, it definitely will cause some friction. And I kind of have to go along with that. Sometimes it's better to be on the corner of the house.
12: And, and and that's what happened. You will always run for the house top if if you can not find peace because peace is imperative. I I posted that I think today it says uh it says something about we all need okay it says we all need we need peace to live and yes. to die in any which way peace is imperative. You got yes. to have peace. Even Absolutely. before you take your last breath. You want some peace. You know, and that's, think... that's what, that is why uh, you find the morgue is so quiet because let the dead rest. Let the dead have peace, you know?
11: I think and one it's... of the best, best things I've ever heard someone say as far as a relationship between a man and a woman is at the end of the day, you should never go to bed
12: Angry. I believe that. And nobody whatever wants to put it with angry neither. Whatever you know, The other is. thing is,
2: is, if you have to sit down and have a conversation, if you think you're going to fight with someone, hold their hand. Have the discussion yes. the entire time with the agreement that you will not let go of hands because you cannot yell at somebody when you're holding hands.
12: No. No. Oh, I never heard that logic before.
2: Oh Because yes. I made it, it, it
12: can, up.
11: It's
2: not made
12: Actually,
11: that's true. If you're holding hands, you have that physical connection. You have that physical connection.
2: Yeah, when my boys were little and they would fight with each other, I didn't yell at them. I didn't separate them. I didn't send them to the rooms. I made them sit on the couch and hold hands. And that's where that came from. You cannot be angry with someone when you're holding hands.
12: That's punishment, right, dear. That is punishment.
2: <laughs> it was for is, them, but I'm, the logic is sound. The logic is very hey, sound. <laughs> listen,
12: I'm a boy. I had brother and a fourth with him. Making me hold hands is the ultimate punishment if I'm angry.
2: Tell me that wasn't brilliant. That was a brilliant thing for me to do.
12: Yeah. You know, but I wrote that,
2: a poem. There was a line in a poem I wrote one time that makes me think about you, what you wrote, and, and I don't remember what it was exactly because it was so long ago. But the whole concept was... You know, just make, the the line in the poem, the verse in the poem went something like, just make it, and I'm talking about coming home, and it was just make it through the door. Just make it through the door, and I will stand on the porch and fight your demons. I will fight them, every one. And it's talking about, if you can just get home from your day, if you can just get through the door, you'll be safe, because I won't let anything, I won't let any of the bullshit come through the door, was the whole right. premise of that poem. And it kind of like makes that. me think about the one you just read. You know, just make it through the door, and I will fight your demons. I will fight them, everyone.
12: Yeah, yes, yes. I'm. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love, I love, I, lo- I, I lo- I love that, and I, and I definitely love. <laughs> I think, I think you need to teach some psychiatrist. That one, because that will work. I know that will work. Holding hands. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is, that is genius. <laughs> that is. Crazy. It is. You know, it really, it is. And, yeah. Yes. I write I write a lot about women, and, and. I watch a lot about women because a fine woman has this 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 love for peace. A fine woman more divine than men are. A fine, a fine, I mean that's why you all carry the babies because you, you you are coming from a a more divine place. Y'all you are you, you all love. You know, you all love love you all believe in love more than we do. We have an uh, we have an aggressive and destructive nature. And you have the opposite. You know, you have that nature to
2: We're nesters.
12: (laughs) Yes, no chump.
2: Not all of us, but you know, we. I have a lot of shield maiden in my blood. (laughs) Huh? I said not all of us. I have a lot of shield maiden in my blood, my blood, but I like a peaceful home. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I've said
11: I've said this once before, and I'll say it again. The real route to peace has always been through umbilical cord to umbilical cord.
12: Say mm-hmm. that one more time. The, the real what?
11: That the true route to peace is from umbilical cord to umbilical cord. It's from one. Oh,
12: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
11: um, so yeah, if yeah, We just
2: spend all of our time belly button to belly button. We can't fight.
11: Hey, belly rubbing works too.
8: <laughs>
11: <laughs>
8: I
2: see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, and, I think
11: I'm being and, influenced by Philip somehow or another in this.
12: <laughs> yeah, and you know and, and I also find that, that that is why women women love to hug. Women love to hug because women are bonding. That's that's your job. Your job is to bond and create more of the same. So you yeah, and, 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 and 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 to justify it, flesh rose inside of you. All flesh came from a woman so woman is very bonded to flesh that's why y'all are not not killers because y'all believe in life let it live you know don't kill it don't kill it men are quick to kill
2: you've never seen me with a spider have you (laughs) a spider
12: well, well you know what a spider a spider could prove detrimental to you and your offspring (laughs) <laughs> you, in, in, in your case, you are justified because hey, there's you are the lioness right there. There's
11: the lioness right there.
12: There's the lioness defending her den. Yes. <laughs> you in your den. You got to defend your den. You know, just like you said, just make it home, and you're going to defend it then.
2: Yeah. With,
12: with love and All aggression right, Rachel, when you have to. Yeah? exactly okay. give me a
2: favor tell everyone how they can come show you some love
12: you can come show me some love at well if you want to see me physically you can come to Raleigh North Carolina that's where I'm residing and you can hit me up on Instagram Grandville John Hedrington or Granville Hedrington dot gh and you can hit me up on Grandville John, Grandville John Hedrington on Facebook, hey, if you want, you can call me at 919-264-3926, employ me, hire me, I'll perform for an hour, I'll entertain you for an hour, and those shall be entertained, I assure you. (laughs)
11: Awesome,
2: thank you so much, sweetheart, great job tonight.
12: And thank you, and thank you Stan, nice to meet you.
11: And thank you, too, sir. That was an excellent, excellent read.
12: Thank you, my man. You have a good day. Have a good evening. You, too. Bye-bye.
11: Cannot
2: believe he put his phone number out there. Now he's going to have all the girls saying, read to me, read to me. His phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Read to me.
11: Oh, I know. He has such a powerful delivery. He Mm, really does. Beautiful voice. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. So we have two callers, eight three two and three four seven who are not in the lineup. So eight three two and three four seven. If either of you'd like to read, please press one. Um while we're letting them see if they want to come on and find something. Do you want to read something else, James? I mean I got it written down on my board and I've got I, think I got the number backwards. Stan, do you want to read something else?
11: Well, one more little short piece of brevity and I'd kinda of like to get some feedback on you with this one. Okay. And be- believe it or not, this was from all poetry. And the actual prompt was to come up with a poem and use a, a word that has some of the same meaning but is not the word, crinkle. And the word I decided crinkle. to come up with crinkle. And the word I decided to come up with was corrugated. And the piece goes like this. Corrugated brow, also around aged eyes, calloused hands and scars, affirmations of hard-earned wisdoms and peace.
2: I love that. So you had to use the word to replace crinkle. Right. Crinkled. And you came up with corrugated. Yes. I love that. Do you know turn me read that again because it was real short.
11: Corrugated brow, also around aged eyes. Calloused hands and scars, affirmations of hard-earned wisdom.
2: What I think is absolutely brilliant about that piece, Stan, is that by using the word corrugated, immediately immediately it takes me to the obvious image of boxes. Boxes take you to a factory. Factory takes you to steam. Steam takes you to metal. Metal takes you to workers. Workers take you to lunchbox. Lunchbox takes you to coldest. You know, there's just this whole mental image that flows from that word. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. And then so immediately my brain is in that, all of a sudden I'm in a warehouse field. I mean, it's just got that, that. Strength to it The word does And imagery And then as you're reading Throughout the poem Everything played on that You know And you're I can sit there and picture There's times where I've put up A writing prompt of You know A a very old You know It's just someone's hands Sitting in their lap But they're very old hands And you can tell That person's lived a hard life And worked hard And they're tough And you know They may be old But they're still Steel In their blood You know Yes and, and so that's where that, that, that whole thing took me to that picture, that image in my mind, you know. And, and your word choices throughout the entire piece did the same thing to keep that image really strong. That was awesome.
11: Oh, thank you. I've got one here. It's called Mom Knows. And it's uh, sort of a jibe at the government and an affirmation for working mothers. Would you like that one? Sure. Okay. Budgets, infighting, debates, and disputes are government in disarray. It's the same for working mothers, but they just call it Tuesday. That's it.
2: (laughs) I love it. All right, so you still hanging out, baby? Sure. Okay. One sapien. I want to let you know we've got 20 minutes left there. It looks like there's two callers ahead of you, so if you want to come on, you need to press 1. All right? So we make sure we get you on. All right. Next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you are
15: on the air. Hey. How's it going?
2: Hey. How are you doing, sweetie?
15: Good, good. This is Rome, here.
2: It is really good to hear from you. Just been out roaming around today.
15: Get it? And gee, glad I made it.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you made it as well, hun. <laughs> well, it's I
15: mean, I'll keep on. it. I'll keep it quick. I'll pick a piece. Let's um, see what I have here for you guys today. I'm, I'm mad I missed the show. You know, I didn't get to hear much, but I'm here now. <laughs> You're
2: here now, and that's all that's important. And you can always go back. While you're taking a bath or hanging out and eating dinner or whatever, and listen to it in the archives. It's always there for you, babe.
15: All right, will do. The piece I have here today is called Just Because. So I'm ready. I'm ready when you're ready.
2: Oh, please start whenever you're ready, hon.
15: All right. Just Because. Body of God stuck in my rigor mortis. Rhythm talk inflicted. It's what's written toward this. Tore wrist to reach the pinnacle. And still I figure stuck stiff as image. Man again, I'm screaming. Damn again, I'm meaning point blank, period. What type of P you on? A P on, it's just my cue. To get him Q&A on all the type of shit we on. Connected. Lessons I can figure what my high was best in. To the middle of the all I throw would cause a wreckage. Killing me softly, probably not. I'm dying hard if will is strong enough to take this bruise your hands hit bodies on. My black and blues would be the paradox. You yell a hello taxi, pick you up. They hand you out, you Jackson. take a 5. I'm belted. Buckle down inside a rider's hit to blow you out circumference. What's with all this stunting? Who casts the roles you run with? Sam and Soul is meant to eye, Hit the griddle and get high fried till they crisp the middle. Even if you get this riddle, you is not a uh, Our boss guys could turn like burgers in the cuts. Fools is fast food, a drive through turns to murder in the first. Whichever called a order called the slaughter in the worst. The nerve of you, hurting through lonely loss inside of my homies' loss. Feel like death is the only cause, revenge or remorse involved. A century's death to fall was next to the edge I walked. Headless thoughts, exorcist. stuck in the horse that left me. Riding the obstacles, stressing it, adding up all the rights for it. Gathering all the less of it, the messages, torn between the fact, ain't no serene in fact, I'm dealing in, all the law of being, the ballad of being the baddest in pure opinion, the sadness, the maddest, the average can cure a being, fighting to be sure of a reason, trying to sort of meeting, the anger gives, a hang about the fire of reason, take flight on the hollow, feeling so hollow, No life sees tomorrow, it's faithful to my plight in the sorrow, likely to bottle pots to stop and but probably not, kamikaze plots to see a body drop, Flood the shots, my eyes see bloody. Drugs to fill a hungry gut. Feeling screaming, hurry up. When does the flurry stop? Rushing stones I feel buried in. Atmosphere, this avalanche. With the irony of trying to bury him. Stuck in the scary, no comforts and worrying. Feel like the only one in the scriptures of many men. Shooting to kill for recognition. In the urban western. Living to learn the lesson. rotting to die to rep it. Paradox, paradise you rest in. Hope you get me, brethren. Marry to murder me. My gift a present, my presence a mirror me. Just my reflection, a peasant, apparently, a parent missing, a martyr, my mother had fathered me to be inside more than I thought of me, so further reach was a constant reach, a current feel from the deeper things, a shallow grave and escape from scenes, seen in my scenery. She could think of shelter seek my sea hindsight, I could agree, and' slim limelight if you let it squeeze, but you get lemons and make lemonade. My time is precious. Never set it on ice. I don't want it watered down when I felt it's all right. Sitting up in the space bar, drilling left and central to these alts right all night, trying to top the laps to the race I'm running. I'm back on the daily and your day is coming. Pay stubs for these pals that you say you run with. You can wire it now, I'm going to wire a jaw and you ain't saying nothing. Better have that back up if you say he frontin'. That'll be the day to ever say he running. Clouded in the days instead of going to come up. Just extend all the ways you have to say he plugged in. Yeah, it's maybe nothing, but it's something now. Broke that wall in the crash, I wonder wow You wonder how Another down You pull tr- You two pour to the of cake Get stretched And chop them down Leave them smothered On the ground Ever seen the world Spin on a point You just annoyed to find a difference Thinking you the joint To hold the pivot Point to us But ain't the one Who just who did in Jesus Who did trust Anoint to us In the spirit But ain't that what They call a liquor you the one Who mix it In between these Holy scriptures I find slips of human nature If I need it And means you to maker. May this word play, I ain't to any Jewish haters. I'm just trying to find my solace in my pupil nature. Open eyes and solid all my views was vacant. Any subtle dudes that block new information. I make a conscious choice to take it all I may miss. Even views I play with. Who's to say you ain't new to basic? Even if you was new to basic, what's the point to be God a hater? If bigot meant you the racist, playing the fence you hated. By being someone the racist was meaning you interracial. Figuring me on the meaning as being definite. To me, to find out what's supposed to be meant in it. How does that vindicate to the predicate? Simple thoughts I would never get. Riddle words I'm endless with. To riddle. Ah, I lost it. I ended there. It's too long, anyways. And I got <laughs> scared my back right now.
2: That was <laughs> phenomenal. I was breathless the whole way. You did fan-freaking-tastic.
15: Thank you. Much appreciated. That was that was kind of, kind of words. I thought I stumbled. I had some slip ups. Uh, you know,
2: what? Yeah, you can't, but, you can't know know tell though. That's one thing that I learned really early on doing spoken word is nobody knows my poem but me. So nobody knows when I, I mess up. You <laughs> know, and you just you kept going. You did fan. You did awesome. That was fantastic. Seriously,
4: Thank good you job, kept, I had to cut it short the too. the <laughs> intensity. Damn, that was Thank solid,
11: you
15: much. man. That was solid. Definitely much appreciated. And I'm sorry you if was, you're taking up you much that,
2: more uh, macho that. words than I do. You use manly words. That was solid. <laughs> I used I to I mean, use used little fluffy words. That was awesome, Rom.
11: <laughs> I mean, you could hear it. You could keep feel it, the, the, keep the it desperation. Man. The <laughs> trying to fit in. Trying to find the way. It, man. A lot of emotions come flying
15: out of that. Much love, man. Much appreciated. Definitely.
2: Fantastic job, Rom. All right, love. Tell everyone how to find you.
15: You find me here on the show. I'm glad I caught it. And I'm going to hold it up, man. I know you got callers, so I'll let them blaze the mic, too.
2: All right, sweetheart. Great job. Appreciate you so much. Thank you.
11: Fantastic Thank read, you. man. Appreciate it.
2: Bye bye, Rom. Right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Naila, how are you? Oh,
9: darling, how are you doing? It is so good to hear from you.
3: <laughs>
9: yes, it's been a while, and uh, I figured out that I have to make time for myself, and I can't expect time to come to me.
2: You know what? I want to make a trade with you. Okay. I want you to to get like a little five by seven little five by seven okay. piece of canza, canvas and I want you to paint me something that has to do with poetry or writing that I can put on my office wall and I'm going to make you one of my clay inkwells and pens and trade you.
9: Awesome. See I, you have, I, want to do I that? did not install it. I did not say solid but yeah, I think we can work out. Uh, I just need yeah. some clear instructions. Of how you want the painting to be? Nope, and I want you to make it, it
2: up in your head. I want it to be something special that you think of that you think I should put on my office wall. I want it all to be coming from you. I will do that. To, the subject has to be writing or poetry or something to do with our craft, like a quill or a blah, 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 whatever. And I'll make you sure. one of my ink dip pens out of, that I do out of molding and sculpting clay. and trade you. <laughs>
9: <laughs> you are really motivating, I can tell you that much. Because often I have not been touching my either the pen or the paintbrush so I have to pick up both of them and do it. Wow, it is a challenge.
2: <laughs> mush woman, mush. It is so good to hear from you. I've got Stan with me tonight. Stan's hanging out and co hosting with me. Stan Hi, this Stan. is Uma. This is Uma. Hello. Uma
9: this is Uma.
11: Uma. It's a pleasure.
2: Yeah, her name's Uma.
9: So tell us what you mine, brought, sweetheart. Okay, I I don't know if I have read this before. I have two of them. One, I have uh, written half of it, and I may have read it before. I don't know with whom or uh, maybe with you, Naila, I must have read it out. But um, I extrapolated it a little more, so I can read that at the end. But this is something I I would like to read it just for myself and share it with all of you. It is okay. possible that you have heard this, or um, I don't know what the original title was, but I remember I had written this as a haiku, and um, now I call it here. Now we are Gandhi Mahatma, nonviolence was your weapon to fight tyranny. Do people realize it means in life you will not hurt, kill, but move on? Day in and day out, we forget it after all. Keep violence away. Courtesy, kindness, love and respect all will save the world. Treat your brother well. Be kind to your parents too. Your sister is very kind. Love your family. Love your friends as yourself. Give respect to all. What is ahimsa? Hurt not anyone or animal. Let everyone live. If you do not like, non-cooperation is your weapon. Stop helping those which you oppose. Stand for your rights. Make light your life. Give light to the world even if you wax out, quote unquote. My friend, you will always be a good friend so long as I live, as we live. Keeping mankind in your thoughts and deeds, may you succeed ever. But end of one poem. Absolutely beautiful. That and the second? Mhm. Um the second one is here. Um, like I said, it's about um Sri Devi. Sri Devi was a actress. Um she was an actress and recently she passed away and there was a lot of controversy about how she passed away. Uh, However, I just wanted to read these lines, just so I have to share it and get it off my chest. Never before have you ever seen such a hue created on a silver screen as Sri Devi like a queen. Bollywood, Tollywood, Collywood, Tammywood, all made so underfoot stories to sell their hood when she was dead. Leave her alone, dressed in peace, for you were the queen of song and film of the great Indian screen. Now that you are at the Garden of Eden, may all those who left rejoice seeing you again.
2: End poem. That was beautiful. Stan, yes. do you want to comment first? Because I keep talking over you.
11: That's not a problem. It's your show. <laughs> and I You're have no problem dad. following your lead. No, actually, uh that second one I think was was an excellent tribute and also a remarkable observation. And that first one about Gandhi and the non compliance being the greatest of weapons just simply refused to follow a path you don't believe in, uh, that is some excellent advice for anyone in their life. Both pieces were beautiful.
9: Thank you, Stan. I appreciate
11: it. Oh, well, thank you, Uma.
2: I absolutely agree. You know, and I've just, I've been such a fan of your work for a bazillion, um, to a million years anyway, you know, <laughs> that, Anytime you call in, you know that it's real special to me. I just put a link for her. I can't pronounce her name correctly, so I'm not going to try the actress. Um, I just put, how do you say her name correctly? Uma Gigi. No, not your name. I know your name. The actress's <laughs> name.
9: Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sedevi.
2: Yeah. Davy. right? Sedevi. Davy. Yeah. yeah, I put a link for her In the chat room In case somebody isn't familiar with that story She was absolutely beautiful And I've actually seen movies with her in it And uh, yeah Very sad Beautiful tribute to her Beautiful words for her She was incredible Love
9: hers And I don't know where I got it from But uh, she was uh, in a blue sari. And standing in front of, uh, in the background there were lots of flowers like blues, purples, reds. It was stunning, and it looked as if it was the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. It's there in on my Facebook. Also, I I just posted that picture at the time. Um, yeah, it is there in public domain. If they Google, they are going to find it anyway. So, um, I don't have that unfortunately to post it back, but
2: yeah all right, sweetheart. Do me a favor, my darling, and tell everyone how they can come find you.
9: They can come find me when I'm on Na just for poetry recitation and um if they further want, maybe there are some not so popular books that I wrote, not anybody knows about those books also one is um, called sunset sail on a moonlit night it was very well developed and beautifully brought up by um, brian uh, rickson from the blurb publications and the other one is uh, a few poems from my heart it is printed on amazon on create space i don't see anyone going ahead to purchase it, but I see a lot of PDF copies available in the market, so if you don't feel like going for it, there's another way to look up, and then, you know, I should not be saying that, but then I see that it is happening, so, well, I accept that it is happening. (laughs) Everybody should go
2: buy her book. She's like my female roomie. I love this woman so much. She is so inspiring to me and has such an amazing voice. And, uh, yeah, you're incredible, Uma. Thank you.
9: Thank you, And Thank you, Stan, and thank you, all my friends.
13: Thank you for
2: sharing. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye.
9: Thank
2: you. Absolutely adore her. All right, our next caller comes from area code 585-585. You're on the air.
11: Well, hello. Hi, it's Doug Curry. How are you?
2: Hey, Doug. How are you, sweetheart? I've got Stan on with me tonight.
11: Hello, Stan. Hey, Doug. How are you doing? I'm good tonight. I'm glad I could be on with you. Uh, Nyla, I recall that last week we were here, and just before I came on, there was a woman who did quite a nice poem uh, in praise of black women. And I had, mm-hmm. uh, had in mind, to do this poem that I had about a uh, a uh, cross racial relationship. What's a better way of saying that? <laughs> anyway, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it up. Colorful difficulty. marriages. Okay, we can call it that. Uh, <laughs> so I couldn't pull it up because of some technical difficulty. Uh, trying to talk and read at the same time. And so uh, I, wanted, I wanted to make it known it was just going to be a juxtaposition. It wasn't going to be point, counterpoint in any sense. So here it is. We, I did connect with the person, and you helped us do that. Thank you. And she got a chance to see the poem that I was talking about. Anyway, the poem itself is called A Caramel Swirl, Where We Not a Sight. Remember, I did the thankless work. I brushed off treasures hidden in you from you. Stood you up, tall, erect to reflect what goodness I saw that you could not. Your face was pale from worry, contorted and pocked and puffy, ugly with salty tears that endlessly fell. You felt the soft kindness from my lips, while yours were crusted and dry, having known neither kisses nor smiles. They met, first tentatively, Exploring and accepting Then demanding and devouring I brought you back From the darkness To where sunbeams burst into rainbows Auras of effervescence Highlighting your blondness Your blue eyes reflecting as gems Sparkling Were we not a sight Your head golden, mine silver Your pale whiteness My melanin tone We were a caramel swirl So sweet. You were my love my Barbie doll, and I, a lover who you called beauty. Our life was a bad as we emerged into public view, confronted by an uncaring world not used to us, not understanding, ready to judge, needing to warn, eager to project evilness onto our love. Finding the imperfections in us, noting every blemish, all the scars, they held up an unforgiving mirror that finally cracked we broke. Beautiful, golden, Barbie girl Who once promised to be mine Whom I found tapped Broken on your knee Raised you to a new height You have vanished from me now Gone As if you were never here My broken heart cries out in anguish aching to be with you Dying to be set free And gone Wow
2: Incredible. Go ahead, Stan.
11: It's a damn shame, but that's that is reality. It's an it's amazing the kind of peer pressure and just social pressure people can put on on two individuals in love. If somebody's lucky enough to find love, leave them the hell alone. A point I would make about that. And I hope I didn't. I hope it wasn't heavy-handed to the extent that um, I would say that that the, the pressure is worth to blame for the two people not making it together. But relationships and love are hard enough, and then with this overlay, it might be too much. Exactly, overlay might have laughed it under us. You know, when no one, no one. You know, pointed and made ugly faces, but some people did. But we really, were that wasn't the determining factor, but it may have been, you know, this overlay of a of a cloud over otherwise a day that wasn't going well. Exactly, exactly, and the constant barrage of negative. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot to overcome. But, you know, a caramel swirl, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, you could have had one or the other. <laughs> but, you know, but you had to be a big shot, right? You had it from both. Okay. So, um, and I guess the point of it, too, you know, what you want to do is worth what you pay for it, period. Pursuing what you want to do in the face of anything else is worth however it turns out. Yep. yeah, yeah. There was a song once out that had the one of the beginning lines of it was, you and me against the world, sometimes it feels like you and me against the world. Because sometimes it is. The truth is, sometimes that is exactly what it is. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you go into it... And- you you accept that, you know that or even sometimes that's even part of the attraction because the world never treated you that well when you were on your own. True. So, what right would they have to talk about or have an opinion about who you decide to be with? You know, when I wasn't when I wasn't in this in a relationship, you didn't love me then. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so it's, like that. it's like that old saying It holds true Misery loves company And if they're miserable They're going to find a way Well, you know For people who are miserable They don't have to look hard Because there's miserable people all around them You know, all of those cliches Unfortunately, cliches hold true And that's why I don't like them Because you can't ever find exceptions But you know, with, with cliches, you know, misery loves company. Water seeks its own level. Yeah, it's mediocre. I don't care how you cut it.
4: Mm-hmm.
11: And, and I and and I've already had my share of it, and thankfully, I haven't left it behind a long time ago. Well, fantastic job, <laughs> sweetheart. uh. what's that? I'm sorry, Laura, I didn't hear you.
2: Oh, I just said fantastic job on that. I thought it was amazing. You know thank you very it's, much. It's I thought so it's hard enough to go out in the world and find someone you love, find someone that you can get along with. You know, who who are we to put our own man made prejudices on someone else's heart? Period.
11: Exactly. The only the only thing about this, and I leave this as a question. It's not a rhetorical question, but it's a question that need not be answered out loud, is how much of that is the result of external pressure and how much of that is the result of a a very close self-examination, finding yourself to be wanting when you had this idea where you could do this and found that you couldn't? Mm -hmm. That part
2: is oh, the that, that all we none when when we're babies, when a baby's born, and somebody said this one time it was the most brilliant thing I ever heard when when one baby cries, they all cry, all right, everything that we are learned, everything that we become, we are taught by something, the fingerprints of somebody's influence left behind, you know, so if we are born. And when one baby cries, they all cry. They all feel empathy together. We're all one being together. We are taught these things. So somebody who gets in a relationship like that and finds they can't do it, all they're doing is becoming a victim of the fingerprints that have made them instead of That's shutting true. those and listening to their own voice,
11: That's in true. my opinion. But you know I, I, you I, I think it's absolutely true. Um, but I also have come to understand and learn that you must forgive people for not being strong when they're not strong. People you, are by and large people are at
2: You have to afford life its humanity. You know, and not even absolutely not the same situation at all. But in but in in principle, it's the same. One of my favorite boyfriends I ever had in my life. Um, had Asperger's and all the weird things that, you know, his amazing quirks were the things that I loved the most about him. We had so much fun, but he was unable to process emotions in a way that was understandable for him, I guess. I don't know how to explain it right. You know, but I knew that, you know, and when you know, the way things turned out, you know, you, you can't sit there and blame someone For being made the way they're made You know, I just had to love the beauty in him And understand that it wasn't going to work You know, yep. but to this to this day I still love that person for everything they are You know, and for, for every single thing That makes them who they are And makes them special and amazing and unique You know And I can't hold it against him For the reasons it couldn't work you know, that's not cool. That's not fair. I have to afford him his humanity and to be who he is, you know, instead of who I want him to be. Who wants someone to be who you want them to be? Let them be who they are and choose well.
11: And the big takeaway is having experienced, you know, the whole thing, even the part that that ultimately didn't work for you. But, you know, the reason why it matters at all is close to the part that you did.
2: Mhm. Yep. All right, my darling. Tell everybody how to find you.
11: I am Doug Curry. I can be found on uh, Facebook under my name, Doug Curry, under the name of my radio program, Blacks and Blues. Uh, I can be found on the air Friday nights at nine o'clock Eastern Time for my show, Blacks and Blues, at W R U R dot O R G. On Saturday night at The clock central time for one hour Of the same title show uh, At wdcb.org I can be found On all all Poetry poetry As manchild M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99 And I'm here every Thursday With you Yes sir
2: You are right. I appreciate you sweetheart Thank you
11: so okay, well, thank you. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. That that was definitely a, a a lot of heart in that. A lot. I appreciate the saying, So. All
2: right, we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thank you, Doug. All right. Bye, baby. All right, you got time for one more call with me, Stan? Sure. All right. James, are you with us?
8: Hey. Fuzzy Hermit in the Fuzzy woods.
2: Hermit in the woods. <laughs>
8: yeah.
9: How you doing, babe?
8: All right. I was gonna write something new, but I was running late. Up <laughs> oh, and there's more of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sheila keeps biting uh, Arthur in the ear. Her uncle. They're in the, in a big, huge kennel. I mean, I can actually <laughs> sit in it. I mean it's gigantic It's like 54 inches long And Three feet wide And four feet tall Actually The Man and Her other uncle is in there as well And Amy is in the kennel Next door But they can't get at each other You know Because Sheila doesn't like Amy at all And she was going Apeshit earlier When I was feeding him Or after Well yeah During it just, It's just Amazing She's worse than her Grandmother Um uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what, what Arthur is doing because I don't think that she was in heat, plus she's almost 12.
7: And uh,
8: that's the third time it's happened in, in the last half an hour since I called in.
2: Well, you know, we don't have to – it's just okay. You know, women don't have to be in heat to shake their tail. We can still cause yeah. chaos. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. It, it doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter when we, you know, it, it's it's okay if she's twelve. She's still got it.
8: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is she knows it because she knows she's the boss around here, and and the guys just don't get it. Even her brother doesn't get it, but he's not in the kennel right now. He's outside the kennel, um, so. I was gonna write something new, but I was running late. I got the title, so and a lot of times I'll start thinking something, else just start coming to me, and and part of it usually ends up being the title. So I know some people get the titles last. I mean, there's once in a while where I'll write something and then I'll title it after. I usually one of the things I usually do is I actually put the title in the piece somewhere. Like this one I
2: I don't think I've ever come up with the title first
8: Yeah I'm not going to tell you what it is Because I was actually listening to another Three Doors Down album And While I was feeding the dogs And actually it was about 10 minutes before I called And Had a couple of words And then Kind of rearranged them And then a couple more came So Um I'm looking forward to doing this
2: one Go ahead and start when you're ready, love
8: So this this one's from a couple of years ago Uh, It's titled Walking Point I'm walking point with no battle buddy I'm walking point with no radio man I'm walking point with no medic Just my own medical knowledge I'm walking point with no rear guard. I'm walking point with no overwatch. I'm walking point with no one to call into for backup. I'm walking point alone. I'm walking point and I'll never stop. I'm walking point and I'll never quit. I'm walking point until I find you.
11: Paul. I, I like that, that one. Yes.
8: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Stan. Go
2: ahead, Stan.
11: I like he that one. He hears me all that, the time. That was all that wonderful metaphors of of military terminology. And like you said, your walking point. You're never going to quit. You're not going to give up. You're going to keep on until you find the one you're looking for. That mm-hmm. that to me was fantastic. Really was. Thank you. Because that that and is you a know journey. What? To take alone. Go ahead. That is a journey we do pretty much take alone until we find that person.
8: Yeah. Definitely.
2: Kind of made me think about wolves too. I mean, I know I know it was the military terminology, but still, it made me think about the leader of the pack, the lone wolf out in front, the one that's you know does the does the you know what I'm talking about, right?
11: Sure. Yeah. Out
8: scouting. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Sheila again. Um, out scouting. Shaking her tail,
2: shaking her tail. Work it, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
8: there was, you know. Since you mentioned that I actually read something recently that um in the past six months actually, uh that the female is actually usually the alpha in the
11: pack. Mhm.
8: I mean she's got kind of a mate but and you know that makes perfect sense with the way Merlin and Abby were that Abby I mean, part of it was my fault because I didn't go out much when I had Merlin before I moved here. And, I mean, he was socialized to humans much more than he was to other dogs. And once in a while I walk out the end of the driveway and there's another dog comes by. And he's super friendly, but sometimes he would stand there and he would literally tremble. Um, And he was a little unsure about what to do. And, and another thing is, kind of go on fingerprints, is that uh, that he was a bit like me where uh, he didn't always want – he wanted his own space and he didn't like people coming around. And when he used to walk, when I'd take him out and we'd walk, we'd walk out the back room of the house into the indoor kennel and – all of his uh, sons and daughters or his grandsons and granddaughter would come around. He would just bark once and everybody would just back off. And it was just incredible. And Abby, on the other hand, she was just a super mom and grandma. She used to play with everybody. Um, And it was so fun to watch. And I get a big kick out of it sometimes, because another part of Sheila is that she she does the same thing. She will play with her brother, and sometimes she'll play with her uncle still, Or more she usually plays with her brother. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
8: And uh, just a lot of fun to watch. But um, yeah, Abby Abby was definitely. She was, she was the the integrated leader, and and Merlin was like the overwatch.
11: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
8: He would just kind of stand back. He played with the girls when they were in heat.
4: <laughs>
8: <laughs> Always had to keep an eye on Abby, though, and make sure that she didn't get mad. Because she was about 120, and he was only about 75 pounds.
11: <laughs> that could All right, a long, Jane. Long day for him <laughs> Do me a favor
8: what? babe Tell everyone how they can find you honey You can find me By typing in poetry in the wind As one word no spaces Put in the Facebook search box And you can find me there In the cool composite picture Nyla made for me And if you're interested In reading some of my pieces You can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. And I got that dreaded um, Firefox warning that the script wasn't working, so I couldn't get into chat because I would have had to reboot the computer and I wouldn't have had time. So I just didn't, so I can't put the links in there because I'm not even in there. And I'll tell you to figure out why the heck Every time I turn this thing on now, even though I leave Firefox open and the last show's tab is still there, that it tells me I have to log in. And, I, and then I have to log out and then log back in. Last week I only had to do it once. The week before I had to do it like three times.
2: I don't know. Everything's kind of nuts on there now. All right, sweetheart.
8: Do you think it's the whole website and not Firefox? I don't know. I don't know. I just
2: know every week that I come on, I have to um, make it turn my Flash player on for the website. So it might be the site. I'm not sure.
8: Yeah, did you had to do what? What were your Flash player?
2: It tells me I have to activate Adobe Flash to run the site.
8: Really? Yeah. I see. What browser are you using? Firefox. Oh, that's strange. Do you know which one version? Newest. Is that 56?
2: I don't know. It's whatever one it just updated to.
8: Okay. Well, that's the one that I haven't updated to yet. I'll figure out which one it is, and I'll email you. Okay. All right. Because there's a new one. Uh, There's a new uh, Firefox um, that I installed, but... um, Unfortunately, it put it like in the same place, so you can't run both of them at the same time. I forgot the name of it. Um, it just came out a few months ago. And it just says Firefox, but that's not what it is. Uh, it has a Firefox something.
5: Not
2: sure. All right, tell everyone it's how they can find browser. so I can let Stan go home now.
8: I did. I did. do that. Oh. Yes, okay. Did. All
2: right. Well, we will talk to you next but week, But I won't then? tell you.
8: I will I won't tell you where you can uh-huh. find me in the woods.
2: Okay. That's probably not a good so, idea. A lot of weird people out here. All right. Yeah. Love you, James. Thank you.
8: Thanks, Niall. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, everybody. Excellent week, James. James. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Definitely. You
2: did awesome, baby. We'll talk Thank to you next you. week, love. Okay. Stan, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight It was pretty awesome
11: Oh, Nyla, this was a definite pleasure And I'm honored that I was able to do this
2: Great (laughs) reads
11: Great poets tonight It's a
2: lot of fun, isn't it?
11: Oh, yes, it is It is Now I can see why you like doing this every week
2: I know, it's fun It's really fun for me (laughs) And we're going to talk to you next week?
11: Yes, ma'am, you will
2: All right. Do me a favor once again and tell everyone how to find you.
11: You can find me in the Garden of Poetry and Prose. You can find me in the anthology of We're in Cahoots from Outlaw Poetry or in the anthology of World Poetry Open Mic 2017. Both are on Amazon. And you can also find me here on Nila's Spoke the Speakeasy Cafe in World Poetry Open Mic's program, and also with Sinister Spittle. I also have a small group called Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit.
2: Very cool. All right, Stan, it was a pleasure having you with me tonight, and we'll talk to you next week, baby.
11: Yes, ma'am, you will, and thank you so much.
2: You're welcome, hun. bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. Thank you for being here, both readers and listeners. An incredible, incredible evening. So much talent. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece by. By. Oh, they just all went away. No, come back, come back. Going to close the show with a piece called. The Ritual of Tongue by Adam Faulkner. Here we go. We'll see you next week, everybody. Good night.
16: The Ritual of Tongue. Crowded round a bottle, trading chalk like teenage lipstick, for the first time since the first time we misplaced virginity like lost and found house keys. Today's lesson. The pull-off parking lot on 1st Street in June. The smell of rum and too much perfume on collarbones bent like promise. Like a summer we hadn't met yet, we found midnight in our mouths on accident, on carhood, tongue clockworked slow around warm half-moons of flesh and words we thought would make us groan. grown as locker room, as man-up body armor, grown as goose-chested and belt-notched back-and-forth nothings about everything that mattered at sixteen. Like pussy and your name in the same sentence. Like finish line tape made of good story and rumor. Like war scar raised above head and nothing more. That shit was funny. How we held manhood in our palms like lightning. To prove its nectar in our spit on first street. We were shorthand notes of our broken fathers. Learning the braille of body in the dark. Like Tennessee river licking grit from stone and nothing more. Which is why. When we never spoke about the streetlight, or the dent in the hood of my father's car, or how scared we were of their leather jacket boyfriends until now. Crowded round this bottle some ten years later, trading chalk like teenage lipstick for the first time since the first time we had a hunch there was something more. It feels good to be home. To be accident. To be everything and nothing. All at once.